With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown and Andrew Velez. And this is now episode 181. In this episode, we are going to do a mock draft for the top 14 picks, react to all defensive and rookie teams, Warriors taking a 3-0 series lead, the Lakers coaching job, and the Heat and Celtics series. A quick Patreon and YouTube member shout out to Phantom Wolf, Danko Hawkins, Matthew Jimenez, J-Love J Clear, Zach W, Cole Larson, Zach Wilson, Alexander, Nazir, Dwayne, Riv Smells Like Lovely Roses, Scary Terry, Icon No Cap Anthony, Caleb, Travis, Drew's the Goat, Holmes, Nyree, your boy Nick, Pimp Chimpin, Jake the Snake, Corrupt, G-Boog, Kobe, Dylan, Afosa, Mason, Riv's Hair, Mad Sexy, Gentile Drew, Cade MVP, Mark, SP Warzy Shot, Jordan What, Evan, Dylan, Joel is the Goat, Mayo, Andre, Peter, Daniel, Ben, Ruthless Rooster, Kill Moves, Joel B, S.A. Crimes, Kevin S, Eagle Dollar, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, Liam, T Grove 17, Tua Sucks on Ka, Ryan Barcelona, Epic Linkiness, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Dave, Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Burner Hoops, Court Cousins, P. Dot, Hikari, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua. That list is long. 79 names. Yep. 79 a road names. Road to a hundo. A road to a Getting hundo. closer and closer. Come on, man. This is now episode 181. It's going to be a fantastic show. We know a lot of Heat fans are waiting. They've been waiting on this they show. Have. They have. They want an update on how we feel about this series because... We counted out the Miami Heat, right? We're in this together. Listen, I'm excited for you that. You more than me, uh, more so oh, than me. Wow. <laughs> no, no, we're in this together. No, okay, you know, I, I'm glad. I'm no, glad. We are. Yeah. We are. Agreed. We're in this together. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I never say it on the podcast, but it, it really helps tremendously when for you guys sure. do do that. Absolutely. We have so many listeners, and the re- reviews are only like at 130. And mind you, those are a lot of reviews. I'm not trying to diminish that number, but. For the amount of listeners we have, we should have more. Get it to like 150, right? Yeah, get it to 150 slowly but surely. I think so, too. You guys are going to take a lot of L's today. You think um, so? Undoubtedly, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Bro is really hyped up off a 2-1 lead. Can didn't you, you text? Down? Didn't you jump in the Discord and say it's over? You definitely did. What are you talking about? You no, I was talking <laughs> about game that game. One. No, after game one, you was like, no. Game two. Pardon me. Let me tell you what this this guy jumps in what after game one. You was like rib folded with the Miami pick after game one, right? Game two. I mean, pardon me, after game uh-huh. two, he did that. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I ain't gonna say nothing. I ain't gonna say too much. Game two, they got their ass whipped. Game three, they come out, you know what I'm saying? Dominate. 
Listen, huge W when Jimmy Butler goes down. A franchise record of steals in a game. Yeah, that was crazy. So it took Boston being historically bad to oh. lose by six the points. The series isn't over. No. Why you are you literally, like no, he's, no, this victory lap he's Wait, taking with the I two literally, lead, it's ridiculous. You literally, added, you literally jumped in the Discord and said, Riv folded with a Miami pick and the series wasn't over. Because I you think started you still would be wrong. But you started it. But you'll still be wrong. I mean, I could say the same thing. So I think I think the Celtics will still win this series. Right. You know, I'm up right now. I'm up big right now. I ain't, it's looking real good for me right now. I wish we had a space where I could just kick my feet up, you know. You're finally doing great now since you had a shaky... Second round? Yeah. Well, my my uh, August pick is great right now. It is. So. Doing very well. That's my pick, too. You know, can you believe that people on Twitter were trying to say that it wasn't my pick? It's because you're such a flip flop. That so is what it is. No. No. I'm telling you, because I've been on Golden State all year long. Though I have um, not flip flopped on them once. You haven't, but it's just because you flip flop so much they assumed you was gonna do that. That's nah, why. I picked. Somebody was like, "You picked Dallas on the last pot." I was like, "No, nah, I, I didn't no pick did. Dallas. No one did." Outside of you, you said it was seven. I said <laughs> Warriors in seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that not looks playing. crazy, no, bro. They might win in four. That's insane. I think uh, Dallas will win game four. Luka, for his legacy, needs one. It's funny because the Joker got one. Luka got to get one. I, he has to. Like, if the Joker got one, Jokic Luka did get swept by the Suns last last season. That is true. That is true. I you think Luka will get one. I think he should. I think he should. He, he, he got to get he one. He got to get one. one. If he don't get That's one, Luka. it looks crazy. He's the next GOAT. We'll see. Luka. We'll see. Got a long way to go. So this past week in the NBA, um, although this is not the this week in the NBA topic, but this past week, the NBA draft lottery happened. The combine happened and we got some risers there. But most of the top prospects didn't participate in the scrimmages. But because we know the order of picks one through 14, we are now going to do an NBA mock draft lottery edition. The first 14 picks. Now, you know how this goes. Rob Caper scissors and shoot for the first overall pick. Do the same for two and three. You're going to fight for it. So who wants to do the honors of going first and oh, challenging, we're just do ch- the, doing the one, this one, two, three. rock, paper, scissors duel? We're going to do it. So between all three of us. Exactly. Okay. Come on. Here we go. Right. We're going to do a rock, paper, scissors with three people. Yes. Okay. You new here? I always win. So It's true. Yeah. Ironically. All right. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, says shoot. All right. Okay. Here we go. Rock, rock paper, scissors, scissors, says shoot. Jesus. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Yo, every, time, every time, every time, rock, paper, scissors, says shoot. <laughs> I got the second pick. Son that's of embarrassing, a, bro. bro. Every time, man. It's so crazy. just for those that don't know what's happening, um, that can't see Can what's happening. Explain because the last Riv, time we did the top 25 under, they think we did that together when we were all just drafting the player. And they really burned a couple of us. So please explain it to the audience, please. No, they know how this goes. You're going to have pick number one. I have pick number two. Drew has pick number three. That's it. And at the end of this, we're going to say it's the pick-a-side lottery mock draft, and it's going to be all different picks. But, you know, that's how it goes. People who watch the show know how it goes. You think, that don't, don't. You think he's going to do a Usman Groove? He I said might. It. I said it before the show. I said I'm ready to embarrass myself once, you're but I'm feeling more confident. I'm, I'm feeling yourself? more confident. I have my big board. So you're, that Usman Gruber was crazy. You know, man. you take that one on the chin. It <laughs> is what it is. Thing. We're here in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> We're that that was, was crazy. Like, when you, when, at least I can sit here and laugh at it. Because no, it was the fact that you said it and then you tried <laughs> to like <laughs> you tried to like give information <laughs> on why it was a good pick. Listen, at the time, I really, I really believed it. And, I don't think he played. And this now year. here we are, 2022, and he that was not a lot though. No, yeah, I mean, listen. I feel like He's when the Rockets it. bring up their plans, he just doesn't get brought up. Because Sangoon is, is that guy for them. I mean, he 
Okay. You know what I mean? He's supposed to play the four. He's a developmental player. So you have the first pick, so you know what that means. And the order is one Magic, two OKC, three Rockets, four Kings, five Pistons, six Pacers, seven Trailblazers, eight Pelicans, nine Spurs, ten Wizards, eleven Knicks, twelve Thunder, thirteen Hornets, fourteen Cavs. So with the first overall pick, wow, River Brown is drafting who for the Orlando Magic? We can have a conversation about this. So the first overall pick for me, you know, shout out. First of all, shout out to the six man show for getting the number Always. one pick. Give him a round of applause. You know, shout out for them. We they love do, they do an absolute parade for the number one pick overall. Hey man, they, they got to be excited about something. Absolutely. So. Shout out to them though. You know, <laughs> we, <laughs> we love their podcast and whatnot. But um, the number one pick for me is Shaq. You know, I think I got to go here. A person who, like, he's he is one of the most, the, the strangest player in the draft. Him is Shaden Sharp, you know, because his physique, because his build. But I think his ability to handle the ball, his ability to space the floor, I think he'll be a power forward in the NBA. And with Wendell improving last year and becoming that starting center for them, I think him slotting next to Wendell, also having that history with Jalen Suggs. They played in high school. They were dominant in high school, by the way. And also coming in with the... Coach with Mosley, who's new, he's fresh. He offers some inspiration for those young guys, and this is a young team. I think Chet is the perfect pick for them. You know, I think it's interesting. In the in Orlando, picks guys that are long, lengthy. So I think that that defensive lineup of maybe they throw out Suggs, Wagner, Isaac, you know, Chet, Wendell Carter. Even if they plug out Isaac, if he doesn't even play, you know, I think defensively they'll be really good. They were a good defensive team last year. They weren't bad. Mm-hmm. You know, a young team that can play defense, so that's good. So for me, Chet is the number one pick here. Can I ask you what happened to Paolo? It seemed as if from that Final Four run up until maybe like last week, it was Paolo, and then suddenly there was a shift, and now it's back to Chet. I always, I, I still think Paolo. Uh, uh, Paolo. Bonquera. I'm gonna say Bonquera. Bonquera. It's Bonquera. Oh my God, I don't even know yeah. his last name. PB. Paolo. I always PB. thought I always thought um, I always thought PB was the best player in the cl- in the class. I always thought that, but I always thought him going number one was going to be determined on who was going to have the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And if it, Detroit would have had the number one pick, I think he would have went one. So, but because you know Orlando has the number one pick, I think Shet can just seamlessly get drafted and be the power forward for them. But why can't Boncaro? Because honestly, Shet. I think if like say for example, if Houston would have got this pick. I don't know if Christian Wood and Shet would look good starting at the power forward in the center. And I think Shet kind of fits the type of like people Orlando drafts. Long, lengthy. He can space the floor. And plus they have that Suggs connection right there with him. So okay. I think this is kind of like the perfect spot yeah. for him to go develop. Okay. The second overall pick, the OKC Thunder are selecting Paolo Boncaro. Yep. I'm, I'm going there. with Paolo Boncaro. I think out of Jabari Chet, he to me feels like the safest out of the three. I have concerns about Chet's size. Jabari Smith feels like Jaron Jackson Jr., but a more consistent shooter, which is not a bad player. Not the defensive player Jaron Jackson is, though. Um, just in terms of body type, they're very similar. I think the Thunder right now are looking for a star. There's been reports that have linked Sam Presti to Paolo to him liking his game. He attended a few of those a few games this past season. And I just imagine Shea, Josh Giddy, Paolo, they're going to have the 12th pick in this draft. And I think with one of those picks, they can draft center and they'll be fine. So I think here, go at best player available. I think it's Paolo Boncaro. All right. Hit my music. All right. So now for the best player available for the Houston Rockets, it's got to be Jabari Smith. 6'10", 220, has the ability to shoot, 
at that size, can defend one through five potentially, just needs to put on a little bit more size. I feel like this is an obvious pick here. I really don't have to say much. Rev, it's your turn. Sacramento Kings. They're the team that lucked into the into lottery. They got into the top four. Shout Dude. out Kings Nation, man. We ride. Wow. We ride. Someone they need Cue someone. Music. They need someone. You <laughs> <Cue> my music. <laughs> they have Jaden Ivey listed as point guard on uh fanspo. Really Which is dis- why I made that mistake a little bit earlier. It's really disgusting. No, you well, if you watch him play, he's yeah, not of course. Oh my god, he's not a point guard. Um Sacramento's an interesting place. De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis is going to be there. De'Aaron. Who'd you say? He says De'Aaron. Oh, yeah, no, it's De'Aaron. 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 There you go. That's fine. De'Aaron. Okay. Fox. All right. So, yeah, they have Fox. I think Barnes is going to still be there next year. You know, Sabonis is going to be there. I think they're going to go for one of these two guards, and I honestly believe they're going to swing for the fences and pick Shade and Sharp. You know, I think at this point there's a lot of concerns of him not playing in college, not wanting to play in the combine. But I think a player this intriguing, a player with this much talent, it's a boomer busting. And I think at this point Sacramento in a position where they need they need a, a they need a prospect that could possibly change the culture. They need a prospect that can definitely be a star. And I think Shade and Sharp can be that. It's just up to the Kings development team to get that. They just got their new coach, and I think Shaden Sharp is going to be this pick. So Shaden Sharp to the Kings. Wow. I mean, after finding out about Shaden Sharp and uh, why he didn't play last season, which there's really – it's an unknown of why he didn't play. I'm personally out on Shaden Sharp. I'm I personally out on Shaden Sharp. Okay. I think he's talented. There's no doubt. But him not playing this past season, him not participating in the combine and the scrimmages, it kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. This is a guy – you are drafting with a top five pick. In your case, you're drafting with the fourth overall pick. Nope. I don't want to have concerns about the fourth overall pick. Does he really want to play? How's his motor? Can he adjust to the competition level? Because he only he only played in high school. He didn't play in college. Can he adjust to the competition level? And when you see him play, he's a very good shooter. But in terms of his ball handling ability, fluidness, his quickness, quick first step, it doesn't look like all of that is at an, is at an elite level. Because of that, I don't know. I would I would really think hard about picking him number four. That's risky. Swing for defenses. I don't know. The reason, that if I were in your position, and I'm just going to say this, I'm going to just make my pick right now. The fifth overall pick, the Pistons are selecting Jaden Ivey. That's a good pick. I think it's a no-brainer. You look at the other guys available. Um, Keegan Murray, I think, would be like the BPA after Ivey. But Keegan Murray, I, Pistons right now, they have Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bey. Those two can be your forwards. Bagley they're they're good enough too. to be starters. Bagley coming back. I think you need a guard. You need somebody to play with Cade that can play alongside Cade. I think that is Jaden Ivey. Mike Brown just got hired by the Kings. Mike Brown is a defensive-minded coach. Jaden Ivey, to me, makes a lot of sense with what Mike Brown, the culture he wants to instill in Sacramento. Just those tough-nosed players that play defense and play hard every single night. I would have picked Jaden Ivey number four. You would have, but I look at it as, as I'm looking at Shaden Sharp's game and I'm looking at Jaden Ivey's game. And I understand there's not a lot on Shaden Sharp, but I think he can fit better next to the oh my god, next to Fox. I think, like you said, his his fluidity, his oh my god, I'm right, man. You're thinking too much. You're thinking too much about it. Steve Aaron. That's it. Aaron. Right but I think the way the he, the D way he can, the way Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So oh, wow. D Aaron. D Aaron. That was go, a good fine. one. I mean, bro, come on. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? All right, but all right. Another conversation. Do we think that the Kings are going to stay in this pick? Because right now, how many times have? Why would they trade it? They said to, they would want to back. trade it. To they would they would trade it for a, a win now type of player. That there was a report that came out about that. And at the same time, they don't need a guard. Stop saying that. They don't. Ne- they yes, don't they, desperately. They need do a need guard. a guard. Who's their two guard? Again, Justin I think Holiday. De'Aaron Fox should play the two. So who's the one? Davion you, you Mitchell. Nobody's gonna say. Bro. <laughs> Davion Mitchell. So you're gonna have a backcourt of two players that are under six three. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's no, not that's, ideal. That's is yeah, six six. Not ideal. Listen, he's gonna be he's gonna be a stud. He's six six. He's gonna be a stud. Long arms and can shoot the ball. All right. So to my initial question, do you think they trade this pick? I don't think they should. Okay. I don't know if they will. I hope they don't because if they do trade it, it's not gonna be a good trade because they have shown the ability. To, yeah. So, but I really hope they don't do it. A starting backcourt of Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox is worse than Brandon Jennings and Monte Ellis. That wasn't that bad. That was a good no, tandem. It, it was a good tandem. That's that. what I'm saying. But that tandem was extremely limited. And How they tall were, is Garland? And they both were really six good two. offensive players. Okay, so Garland's 6'2", and Sexton's what, 6'1"? Sexton does not play in the backcourt with him no more. I'm just saying that, they, that was the one, like, too. Yeah, six one. But they were successful when he got hurt. Yeah, right. it worked out when Isaac they, Curls I mean, when, playing it, too. Listen, I'm optimistic about Sexton coming back and him. Davion Mitchell, it's just that I don't view him as a starting point guard. I view him as a high-level backup. High-level backup can start on some teams. He developed nicely towards the end of the season. But right now, the the Kings... Started playmaking very well. But let's look at the Kings. At center, they don't need a starting center because they have Rashawn Holmes. You like Rashawn Holmes a lot. I do. I do. Power forward, Harrison Barnes. They have Small forward. It, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Small forward Harrison Barnes, power forward Sabonis. The two guards, the only thing missing. That's why I'd go Jaden Ivey at four. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it, obviously. I just think that for fit-wise, Harrison Barnes is fine at the, at the four. At the three, excuse me. I don't know. I feel like if I'm the Kings, I trade back, try to maximize this value. Because I know that teams are hungry for Jaden Ivey. So with the sixth pick, who are you? Directing? All right, you can hear my music. Now, I'm actually torn between two players. I'm torn between... AJ Griffin and Keegan Murray. I think upside's telling me to go with AJ Griffin. It's a good pick. <sighs> but the Pacers need something safe. And I personally believe that Keegan Murray is a little bit safer. Took a great leap offensively, averaged just under 24 points per game, has a great shot on him. Can can develop into a solid defender as well. So I feel like it fits what the Pacers are going for. And I think that'll be their selection, Keegan Murray. That's a good pick. Thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Really, that's a really good pick. Sweet, man. Do my damn music, man. <laughs> <laughs> Portland wants to win. They're in win-now mode. The assumption is they might trade this pick for another player, but let's go off this. They're going to make this pick. They, they lack a three. A consistent three, in my opinion. They lack a four. You know, they traded Robert Covington. They traded Norman Powell. I think A.J. Griffin fits right into this sure. position. He's a guy who can space the floor. He has defensive upside. He has a big body. He's six six. Nice year, little. He came into his own a little bit before he got hurt, so he'll probably play the four next year. I like the spacing that he brings for Dame. So for A.J. Griffin is the pick for me because, like you said, he's not. he may not be the safest, but he has a lot of potential if he can put it together. So A.J. Griffin for me. This is where this pick starts to get tough for me. The eighth overall pick, the New Orleans Pelicans are selecting. Going with Dyson Daniels. Yeah, I think Dyson Daniels reminds me a lot of Josh Giddy last year. I think Josh Giddy was is a much better prospect though. I don't think Daniels is a better prospect, 
But Dyson Daniels can defend. He's He can play the point. He can play positions one through three. And the Pelicans right now, the reason why this pick is so hard to make is because they don't have holes. They don't have a major hole. At center, they have Valanchunas. Zion is coming back. Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram. CJ probably plays the one. You have Jose Alvarado off the bench. Devontae Graham off the bench. Trey Murphy. So they have an abundance of players. And I kind of think about a future where the Pelicans are bringing Herb Jones off the bench, mm. possibly because Zion is going to start with Valanciunas and Brandon Ingram and CJ, and they could use a one in Dyson Daniels if he can improve his playmaking ability and be that point guard. He can be that, or you can either have him come off the bench and he can play any position one through three. I think he provides a lot of versatility. I was thinking about going with the two guard here, maybe a Johnny Davis because he fits them, their culture defensively. I wouldn't mind that a lot. What about Benedict? Benedict? Mm -hmm. I like Benedict. I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, I don't see a point guard that I would draft this high. The like traditional ones like Ty Ty or Kennedy Chandler. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't draft any point guard this high, and that's the only need I see the Pelicans really needing because is CJ really a true point? I don't think you would classify him as that. But I'm gonna go with Dyson Daniels here. For All right, you can hit my, you can hit my music. I just mentioned him for this pick before because this is who I'm going to be selecting right now for the San Antonio Spurs. I'm going with Benedict Matherin, a, a, a guy who's pick. really good off the. Off the catch, can really let it go. Has two-A abilities, needs to improve on his defense. We were talking a little bit before. I, I won't reveal who you guys will say his player comp is. Uh, however, do you guys believe that he will really turn into an elite defender? No, I was joking about the comp. Okay, I was about to say. Because you said me and Riv. I was just like, hmm? I, I doubt River would allow that that type of comparison. <laughs> uh, but I'll say this. He, he definitely has great scoring abilities. Has great catch and shoot abilities, and for for the Spurs who who need someone that can do things like that, Benedict Matherin definitely makes sense here. Now, Riff with the tenth overall pick, you kind of. Oh, I'm sorry, I snatched your pick right here. No, he did. Oh, really? He, yeah, Dyson yeah, he Daniels definitely. Yeah. He snatched my pick. I, oh, what that? You were gonna pick Dyson here? Washington needs a point guard. It's and I, and like you said, I'm not picking Ty Ty with the first fourteen picks. I wouldn't personally. Washington is such a weird team because they have an abundance of wings. They have a abundance of big men, but they don't have a lot of guards. And with you taking Dyson off the board, I think they just go best available here. Mm-hmm. So you better not do it. You think I'm taking Ty Ty? <laughs> um, it is the Wizards, man. What do you think the Wizards would do? Just make your pick, man. It's listen, man. Some thought goes into it. I'm not mad <laughs> at a little thought. Really Skip my whole life. I know. Listen, man. It's all right. You sometimes you gotta adjust on the fly. This is what draft day feels like. This is what draft day feels like. That's why you get ten minutes, though. Ten minutes on the clock per pick, but we don't have that here. I thought the NBA get like five. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking. Maybe I'm thinking NFL. Over? No, NFL's ten. NFL's ten. Rest available. Mark Williams, Terry Eason, Oche Abaji. You skipped. Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis, Kennedy Chandler. I'm not picking Kennedy with a tenth pick, bro. Ty Ty Washington, right? What about Jeremy, bro? Can you make your pick? Yo, bro. (laughs) He's such a perfectionist for this one, bro. I got to go Ty Ty. Yeah, wow. Okay. Okay. So the Washington swings for the fences. They pick Ty Ty Washington because clearly... 
Joel skipped my draft and messed up my vibe. Took Dyson Daniels. I had Dyson going here and being the lead guard. But Ty Ty Washington, I watched a lot of his big games. And a lot of yeah. those big games he was hurting. So it's really hard to have a a full analysis of his game. But he can shoot the ball. He can create space. He's has, he doesn't have a quick first step, but he gets to his spots. He has a smooth game. He's a good playmaker, too. So I think in this position, you know, Washington just goes for somebody. They, they just feel a, a need that they have. They don't have a point guard, and they feel that with Ty Ty. He's young. He can get better. So, so can I ask for the, the three-minute pause of your thought process? Who is the other player between Ty and I was going to think of taking Johnny Davis, but okay. I didn't want to. So take, you didn't think of a scenario where Bradley Beal doesn't come back and the Wizards let him walk because they don't, don't want to give him the Supermax? I don't think he... I honestly think the Wizards will give him the Supermax, and I don't think he walk. We, we've no, we know Bradley Bill at this point. I don't think he walks away from the Supermax. No, nah, he won't, but if I'm the Wizards, I wouldn't offer it to him. It's a good thing you're smarter than the Wizards. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I, I would have personally taken Johnny Davis. What about Jeremy Sochan? No, they have too many forwards. You think so? Kuzma. Facts, Rui, I didn't think about Kuzma. Denny's kind of like a forward. Yeah. Rui kind of, of plays the three, though. Three forward. Like, okay. Name it forwards. Understand. Like, understand. He's, he's their size. So. Fair well, enough. Now is my pick. Let's hear it. The 11th overall pick. Hey, Nick Nation. The New York Knicks are selecting Johnny Davis. Nice. Johnny Davis, to me, is such a polished scorer. I think there can be an argument made for him being the most skilled two-guard in this draft. He's a fantastic defender. Will fit. He is the most skilled. He is a fantastic defender. Will fit the Tom <laughs> Thibodeau culture. And personally, I would have taken him ten. I would have said bye bye Bradley, hello Johnny, and Johnny would have been my guy, my scorer, my go to guy on the Wizards. That's what I would have done. Johnny Davis, R.J. Barrett. We still have to figure out the point guard position. This is going to be IQ. Is he good enough to take take that next step? We're not sure. Or you spend a little cash, you yeah. go get a Jalen Brunson. I've seen challenge. a lot of Knicks mock drafts where people have a selecting Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. I am I am not a big fan of two things. I'm not a big fan of drafting centers very high unless I am I am sure that they can kind of live up to their upside. And I'm not a big fan of paying centers that aren't top of the line centers. It's pick eleven. You could. Yeah, but with I this draft is a loaded two guard class, and I think Johnny Davis. I'm not gonna find a Johnny Davis later. I can find a Jalen Duran, a Mark Williams later. In my opinion, I can find right. one of those, um, or even I can go in the secondary market and free agency and get a Javale McGee, and he can do what they can Who do keeps better. Throwing this Javale respect, McGee, respect, I'm just respect, saying respect, he's a respect. good player. Stop it. What, I mean that to say that. These are two things I don't want the Knicks to do. I don't want to overpay for Mitchell Robinson. He can go. For one, he's been hurt. He's not a good offensive player by any means. And defensively, he's still not the most disciplined defender. So he can walk. I'm not overpaying for him. And I'm also not drafting a project at pick 11. There's a reason why the Warriors drafted Klay Thompson at 11. 11 is a lucky pick. And this is going to be Johnny Davis. All right, you can hit my music. This should be easy for you. Easy? I don't know. I'll say this. Only reason why I wouldn't say it's easy, I'm thinking I'm going center here, ironically, after you just had this whole spiel. I do want to go center because I look at the Thunder, their biggest need right now since you went Paolo at number two is center. Now, I would go Jalen Duran. However, the idea of keeping the Duke boys together with, with Markin and Paolo is intriguing to me, which is why I'm having a little bit of hesitancy. So you're making this selection. pick off a of school affiliation? Correct. Correct. Um, no, I'm, my thought process right now is between school affiliation. Pick affi- Duran, please. <sighs> See, but you telling me pick Duran makes me want to lean 
Mark, but you, you just know what? Be different. You, you hit my music already, so I'm gonna make my selection. I am gonna go Jalen Duran just for the fact that his defensive presence, his rim protection, is better than Mark's, and it'll be best suited for OKC. OKC won the draft. There you go, and now they did two home run picks. Uh, I'm interested who you go here. I really am. With the 13th overall pick, the Hornets are selecting. This is an easy pick. It's not. It is. Um, I'm taking Jeremy Sokin. Wow. Okay. Yeah, Mark right. Williams will be there at fifteen, I believe, and yeah. I like I like the potential okay. of what Jeremy Sokin could be that three and D potential player. He can handle the ball. He can space the floor. I like his ability to stretch out. I like his size too. So for me, best available right now is Jeremy, and I think Mark Williams with the next. I think after this fourteenth pick, Mark Williams doesn't go there. He will be there at fifteen. And maybe if you don't want to pay Bridges, you know, you got Sokin now. Just just a maybe. You know, I think they'll pay Bridges. But if you don't, you just picked up a good player. So I'm taking Sokin. I like that pick with the consideration that the Hornets are picking 15th and the Cavaliers definitely don't need another center. That's yep. a great selection. They won't pick Mark. Yep. But the 14th overall He might do pick. it, though. He might do it. You think so? He might He's just been... to skip me. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think I'd make my picks based off you? You just think a, so? You're a crazy guy, man. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> With pick 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers are selecting O'Shea Abaji. Bye, Colin. Nice pick. Great yeah. pick. I Excellent think pick. Abaji is exactly what you want in the two guard Bye, or Colin. forward. Just hit me He's you gone. Said. Yeah. It's clear that the Cavs need another score, and... They could use somebody in the backcourt who's a good defender to hide Darius Garland's deficiencies on defense. I think O'Shea Abaji would be the perfect pick for them. I think he will be here at this spot. They should pick him at this spot. And I wouldn't be opposed to the Hornets picking him as well. I think he, oh, yeah. can, he can fit some of that those defensive needs that they have. But I'm going the Cavs go O'Shea. Karis Avert experiment didn't work either. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with O'Shea. Shout out to our boy Ryan Hammer, friend of the show. Uh, he had a tweet that we I was literally just thinking about of – who is going to be this year's Chris Duarte? And Agbaji was the perfect name that came to mind. He just might be a little bit more talented offensively. Yeah, I've been riding on Agbaji way all year, man. Boy, he's, he's nice. Nice as hell, man. Yeah, he, he is, is really he's good. He's mad good. He's really good. So that's going to do it for our mock draft lottery edition. So to recap the picks, this is our NBA mock draft for the lottery first 14 picks. Magic go with Shet, Thunder, Paolo, Rockets, Jabari Smith, King, Shaden, Sharp, Pistons, Jaden Ivey, Pacers, Keegan Murray, Trailblazers, A.J. Griffin, Pelicans, Dyson Daniels, Spurs, Benedict Matherin, Wizards, Ty Ty Washington, Knicks, Johnny Davis, Thunder, Jalen Duran, Hornets, Jeremy Sokan, and Cavaliers, O'Shea Abaji. Is that how you say Jeremy's last name? So, so, Sochan? Sochan, Sokan? Because he said Sokan. You know me. I said it wrong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Are we going to get copyrighted if I play for the show? What? Uh, just what Jeremy Sokin? No, I don't think so. All right, here we go. You playing it right now? Hold on, after this ad. Freaking ads, man. All right, here we go. Here Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sokon? Sokon? Sohan. Sohan. Interesting. Jeremy Sohan. All right, sweet. There I like go. that. I'm like glad that. that we took the time to respect the players. Yeah, and learn no how to pronounce their names. Maybe that is the wrong way to pronounce it too, though. I don't know. That but would it, be. Yeah. That'd be something. What's his ethnicity? That's also an excellent question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, it's Google. not that important. All right. I mean, I'll just look it up. Who cares? Yeah. Take forever. Polish. Also, maybe. Oh. It might be. He's Polish, uh, really? Apparently. Oh, okay. That's good. So on to the next topic. The NBA released the all-rookie teams and defensive teams. We're going to react to both. 
We're first going to react to the all-rookie team. Now, first team was Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Franz, Scotty, and Evan Mobley. Second team, Io, Bones, Chris, Duarte, Josh Giddy, and Herb Jones. How did you feel about this? Did you think anybody was snubbed? What do you feel about it? I'll start with you, Riff. I'm going to be honest. Giddy has more Rookie of the Month awards than Jalen Green. So him not making the first team was extremely weird to me. I understand he got hurt, but the dude damn near won half of the Rookie of the Month awards. He should have been on the first team. Other than that, though, I think the first team was pretty unanimous. You know, Cade, Mobley, Barnes. Wagner. You can't you can't really miss Wagner. Like those four have been the best rookies all year. The second team was the guys who, you know, we didn't expect to come in and do their thing and they do their thing. Io, he came on strong in the middle of the season. Herb Jones. So I think like Chris Duarte, he kind of fell off a little bit, but still nonetheless, he was good. So I think for the most part, I don't have like other than that one, Jalen Green and Giddy, I feel like they should switch. I don't have a problem with the rookie the rookie uh selections. I don't. I, I thought it was absolutely fine when we did our all rookie team predictions this is exactly how i had it so i really can't look at it and and think uh, that these guys did a bad job the first team everyone's deserved scotty k jalen evan mobley franz they all played excellently to your point about giddy i understand exactly what you're saying he had a ton of accolades for 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 rookies early this season but he missed a good portion and then once jalen got going he really started to to get in his bag so I, I respect Jalen getting in there and, and definitely think that it is deserved. Now for the second team, they they hit home runs. You you really did hit the nail on the head. Chris Duarte started off really hot, but then kind of just kept a consistent mid, mid, middle of the pack for, for rookies, but still good enough where you have to acknowledge him in, in any type of regard uh, for, for rookies. Giddy making the second team, no-brainer. Io really showed out, especially for being a second-round pick. And same to Herb Jones. These guys really went above and beyond this season, and I'm glad they got the praise. So when looking at this, six of the players that were selected in the top 10 made the all-rookie team. The only ones that didn't were Jonathan Kaminga, Davion Mitchell, Jalen Suggs, and I've, I feel like I'm forgetting one more. Um, Zaire. Zaire Williams, yeah, with the 10th pick. Those were the ones. Jalen Suggs was the biggest disappointment this year, in my opinion, by far. Yeah. He should have been better, but he was one of the worst rookies you can argue this year. It's pretty It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Next, Alfred Payne. Who knows? Let's see. Let's see if that happens. But when looking at this, it's um funny because, okay, six of the rookies made an all-rookie team. Chris Duarte with the pick, pick 13-14, I believe, makes it. Then outside of that, it's all second-round picks. Io, Bones, Herb Jones. So Bones. that that means that outside the top 10, so from picks 11 to like 30, all those picks didn't have good enough rookie seasons to make an all-rookie team, which is pretty disappointing for the draft if you know you we're so? evaluating it. Yeah, for that those many players not to make an impact. I just think that it's a credit to these guys for working hard and, and exceeding expectation. Yeah, but that's... That's part of it for sure, mm-hmm. but it's also that these players didn't really do anything. Also, um, maybe that speaks volumes on these people that really evaluate these t- the talents. Because, for example, James Bucknight was in the G League for most of the year. Spurs drafting Josh Primo, he was stashed. Moses Moody didn't get much playing time. Corey Kispert was okay. Trey Murphy was okay. Shangun was okay. He's he like solid. he's like he would be like like the next up Trey, in the all rookie team. Trey Mann was okay. He, he had flashes. 
Kai Jones didn't play. Jalen Johnson didn't play. Josh Christopher just needed minutes. Yeah, Keon Johnson, until he got traded to Portland, didn't play. Isaiah Jackson, later on in the year. My boy, Uzman. Uzman Garuba. Yeah. Josh Christopher showed some flashes. Quentin Grimes was good when he played. Definitely. So what I'm saying is that most of these players didn't make much of an impact. They didn't play. Yeah. So we'll see how the careers pan out. Obviously, rookie years isn't everything, but... I didn't think there were any snubs. I think the only person you can maybe argue with is Zaire Williams, who was on one of the better teams and contributed, and he definitely starred in his role. Maybe he can go over Bones Highland, but I wouldn't even do that. Um, outside of that, next up would be like Kaminga, Shingun, Davion. If but Kaminga I don't, had more time, he would have made it. Yeah, but I don't think they did enough to be on an all-rookie team. And I'm personally, look, I'm a Josh Giddy fan. I'm a Gideon. I'm a, I'm a big-time Josh Giddy fan. I didn't think he got snubbed from the first team. And I see this argument made that Josh Giddy won four Rookie of the Months. All rookies combined won six total, which means Josh Giddy was far and away. He has the most Rookie, rookie of the Months far and away. He's one of the best but rookies of the year, period. The difference is that all of the best rookie talent was in the East. Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes. Franz. But the one who Kay. got it over him was in the West. No, you're right. If if Josh Giddy was in the East, he probably touches one rookie of the month. In November, he won rookie of the month. He averaged 10, 8, and 6, shot 37% from the field and 24% from three. In December, he averaged 12, 7, and 7, shot 38% from the field, 22% from three. It took Jalen Green a while to get going. He was not good in the first half of the year. But in the second half of the year, him averaging 22-4-3 after the All-Star break, the fact that he played the entire season, he didn't miss a chunk of the season. And then he also he won two Rookie of the Months, March and April. It took Jalen Green to be historically bad in the beginning part of the season for Giddy to win those awards, and he had no competition. It was Green or him for those Rookie of the Months. That's unfair to say. Why? Cause you said it took it, you said it took all year for Green to get, but it took until the All Star. It took Josh Giddy getting hurt for Jalen Green to actually start winning the Rookie of the Month award. You think Josh no, Giddy would have won a Rookie of the Month over Jalen Green? We don't know how he would have improved towards. The we end don't of know the that either. But what he's saying is facts. It, Green was really really bad to because start of, because because not of because no yeah, but that's what he's saying. But the reason he has a Rookie of the Month is because there's no competition in the West well, for the award. I, I understand, but the no competition was the guy who made it over him. He was no competition. He played the entire season. Fair, but I'm saying if we don't know how Giddy would have been towards the end of the year, yeah, because he was breaking records as a rookie. So I'm saying is Jalen Green did win it. He did get it in March, April. Giddy didn't play. Giddy won it when he actually was when Jalen Green was playing. So well, when Giddy won it, he was averaging 16. He like 16, eight. Yeah, it was eight. like it was like when, a, when, when Shea know? when Shea didn't play, which was 13 games, he yeah. averaged 16, nine and eight. Jalen Green post All Star break average twenty two on great efficiency. I understand. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think with the way we saw Jalen Green play post All Star break, Giddy would have not won another Rookie of the Month over him. That's, 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 you know, I don't know. Hypothetical. I don't, I don't, I don't think know. it would have happened. I think Jalen Green figured it out. So unless, and I love Giddy, unless we're really, Jalen Green's a really great. Scorer. I understand exactly what you're saying, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying. But but Giddy being the more complete player offensively, I feel like even that's strong. He's just not as great. Like, he's just not a good shooter, which is why for me to say no, more No, he's not a better ball no. handler than Green either, though. He's in terms not. In of what? Yeah. Like, I mean, you mean hand, like, just like. In dribble moves? Handles, handles, bag? Yeah. 
handles. Are you a bad guy? Is Can you stop it? <laughs> don't. You're about to kill him. Don't, don't do it like that. that. I've been on the receiving yeah, end like, of that. All right. I know how it feels. What are you saying to me? Because like, you know what? You, you're a hypocrite, man. No, I'm not. You used saying, to be one of the biggest bad guy there was in that. I was in never. The, what are you talking about? You used to say you're guy. lying, bro. Because you used to, I used when I used to say that LeBron is one of the best. I I I troll you because his bag stinks. I troll you. But what I'm saying is, you saying Giddy's a better playmaker and a passer, but. You, to be a point guard, you have to have some type of no, handle. Giddy has handle, there's no doubt. But I think Jalen Green Why? can his break his moves? defender down. Oh, yeah, so I'm saying he has but a that has bag. to do with handle, though. I, That's I just handle. think he has a better bag. I, I think I you're think... I think you're misconstruing handle and ball security. Okay, Giddy that, has better that, well, ball hand, security. That's what I'm saying. Ball security is more important handle. to me. Yeah, but Jalen Green has a better handle. No, no, Jalen Green he has, has more a better moves. handle. He doesn't have better. That means balls. you have a better handle. Not, not necessarily. No, it's not. It's all, Kyrie it's has all a better all... handle than Curry, right? Yes. Yeah, but he has he better does. ball security too, exactly. though. Exactly. You think Kyrie has better ball security? There's, a, there's yes. a group of things that go into handle. Kyrie is the is yeah. okay. Kyrie handle is tight. Chris it's Paul great, like, yeah, is by tight. Chris Paul is by far a superior playmaker than than Kyrie, and ball security wise, he's superior. Who has a better handle? Kyrie. Okay. Because he has he's more moves and he, he has both. So he has that, both. that's what I'm saying. J- Jalen Green has better handle than Josh Kitty. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Josh Kitty. How many t- turnovers did Jalen Green have? If you don't know, I'll it I don't probably think was turn- like two. Turnovers don't really yeah. equate to uh-huh. the handles, though. So I wouldn't. Right, I wouldn't fair enough. I think either. Josh Kitty's a better passer. He's a better course, playmaker. Easy, easy. He's better a rebounder. bit more poised, but definitely better rebounder. He's better not a better. Sh- he's not a better shooter. He's nope. just not a better shooter. He's not a better scorer. Period. Like anywhere on the floor, he's not a better scorer. That's fair. But he's a better rebounder. He's a better passer. He's a better defender. He's six eight. I hope he's. A good oh, don't rebounder. do that. Don't. I mean, he's he's six eight. Like Jalen Green's what six? Isn't he six six? six, six, six. I was gonna say what the hell. <laughs> He but they play, more they, they both play two Jaylen different has, positions. He definitely has, has way more bounce way, to him, but yeah. don't, don't use the rebound. But I'm saying, I don't like the argument of using the rookie of the months to get his favor because in two of these rookie of the months, he wasn't even good. That's how you win rookie of the year, essentially. Not really, because yeah. he has more rookie of the months than anybody, and he wasn't even top three in rookie of the year voting. He missed a hurt. lot of time. I know, I'm, but you have to take that into account. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Like I that's why I'm not mad at the Jalen Green first team selection. If it was yeah. reversed, it would be fine with me too. Yeah. But I'm saying we let's not hit on Jalen Green now because he was fantastic post All Star Brick. Hey. No, I'm not talking about oh. you guys specifically. Like I'm talking Twitter about a lot stuff. of stuff I've oh, okay, been seeing okay. on social media. They've been hating on Jalen Green because Josh Skitty didn't make it over him. Well, I mean, can't the argument But there's be- a serious case for Jalen Green. Well, can't the argument can't they use the argument that you could say Availability matters. What about you being trash for the first half of the year and being good for the second half? Does that not matter? That's Consistency growth. is key. That's growth. I That's guess it didn't matter because he was on Houston. And what were they really competing for, with or without him playing well? Because when he played well, that's the well, same thing with OKC. I Fair mean, we, we saw some real, real crazy games from Giddy, like again, the one against the Lakers. Against that, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. even though he almost sold. Mellow man, all he had to do was hit. And that then Jalen Green last game had forty-one. He so about he, in April when nobody played. Yeah, no, this is March going into April, late March going into April. He had 30 against San Antonio, 32 against Sacramento, 33 against Sacramento, 31 against Minnesota, 30 against Brooklyn. He was on a tear. He was eating. Jeez. His last 10 games, he averaged 26 and 4. Did he lead the rookies in triple doubles? He probably did. I wouldn't doubt it. Is Jalen Green stealing Bradley Beal, or is that rude? Zach Levine to me. It's the same thing, essentially. Okay. All right. Zach Levine's your guy, though. My dog. But I'm just saying, I love Josh Giddy, but let's respect Jalen Green now. Oh, I'm with you. He he had a fantastic second half. He of definitely year. did. And don't and also when we when, when using that it's the, it's the, when using that argument of 
this guy was trash for the first half of the year. Well, last season, last rookie of the year race, Anthony Edwards, despite having a trash first half, almost caught up to LaMelo. And LaMelo missed time also, which is a big reason yeah. why that class was, was garbage. really wasn't that good. Yeah, that class was really bad. Okay, but Edwards, because of that second half, we almost, put him in the conversation. But he didn't win, right? Yeah, but he had oh, a fantastic second half. But he didn't win, right? He didn't win it. Oh, okay. But we but Lamelo had win, the more right? had more star. Well, I mean, power one guy was in the East, the other guy was in the West. Yeah, but Lamelo had more popularity, star power. We know he was. Lamelo got his team to the play. What does that have to do with the reporters, though? Lamelo is just more likable. Didn't Lamelo get in the playing last year? I'm not saying he shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year, but it matters if, despite you being bad in the first half, if you pick it up. And now our all-star level good, it makes. I agree, difference. but you also have you like can't. Jalen just forget. Green played at a borderline all-star level in a post. You can't post just, but you break. can't just forget what you how bad you were in the beginning. You can literally. He's can't a do big. That. He's a big consistency. Totality. Consistency yeah, matters. He, uh, just because you were good but in Giddy March wasn't and April, good all year round. Well, I, well, he first of all he was hurt, but second of all, he was okay. But I'm he saying was like, good more often than not. His first two rookie of the months, I read, read you the splits. They were bad. I mean, I'm sure you can read me Jalen Green splits, and they weren't good. They were probably worse. Exactly. That's why he didn't win it. But I'm saying. He won the Rookie of the Month with two of those months being subpar. That's fair. But Jalen was worse than subpar. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. And like, most of the rookies in the West got going later in the year. Like, Herb fair. Jones got going later in the year. Bones Holland yeah. got going later in the year. But all that is because Giddy, well, Giddy didn't Jonathan Kaminga got going later in the year. So all these players got going later in the year, which allowed him to get these Rookie of the Months early and stack them up, basically. That's why I just think it's a flawed argument, the Rookie of the Month thing. Well... Agree to disagree, buddy. Agree to disagree. Okay. I respect that. On to the next team, NBA defensive team. The first team, Marcus Smart, Mikel Bridges, Jaron Jackson Jr., Giannis, Rudy Gobert. Second team, Drew Holiday, Matisse Thybul, Draymond, Bam, and Rob Will. Now, Drew, I'll let you go first because I know you were a big advocate of uh, Rob Will being a first teamer over a bunch of other guys. So what, what are your thoughts on this? The only one that I had him over was Jaron Jackson. I had Jaron Jackson in my in my second team. I had I had Rob Will in the first team. I'm happy that Rob Will made a defensive team. Deserved without a doubt. He should have been on one of these two teams. Uh, I don't know. This this was weird to me. Rudy Gobert has is a, is a staple of the all defensive team. So you had to expect him numbers. to be here. Oh, for sure. I, I'm with, I mean that with all due respect to yeah. him. Marcus Smart, you had to know was going to make it. Giannis, absolutely first team. Mikael Bridges, the, the the hype with him and the fact that the Suns were one of the best teams in the NBA. Who was the second team? It was Rob Will, Bam Adebayo, Matisse Thybul, Drew Holiday, Draymond Green. Now, I'm going to be honest. My biggest gripe isn't Rob Will. I was happy to see him make a defensive team. My biggest gripe is Jason Tatum not being on the second team at least. You're talking about Jason Tatum. Okay, keep on. I'm sorry. So, no, but I was I was curious about your question. You were just asking me what's the second team? Yeah, yeah, because I, I have a gripe, but it's not because... No JT? Yeah, it's not because it, it's, it's, I have two gripes. Bam's not on the first team? Bam is not on the first team, and Andrew Wiggins is not on the team. Really? J- was Over Andrew Matisse. Wiggins a better? I'm yes. fine with that. That's why yes. I think Jason Andrew Tatum should have been, been a better defender than Matisse all I, season. I'm with you. Well, I, I wanted JT over Matisse. I didn't have Matisse on my original prediction of the all-defensive team. So, again, I understand that Rob Will was the, the main thing, but I was just happy to see him. You look at the names here on the first team. I understand Jaron Jackson was one of the league leaders in blocks. Was he the actual leader in total blocks this season, or was it just in averages? I think averages. Total blocks. Total blocks. Am I, if it's averages, it was actually Miles Turner. 
Miles Turner was mm-hmm. really so. Then it was total. It was he was leader in one of them. It's like I understand the five. I really don't have any true like. There's no way that this happened outside of Jason Tatum not making it and Draymond Green making it. Also, I understand, of course, Draymond Green's one of the best defensive players in the league when he's on the court. But he missed a, a good chunk of time, which was a, a big reason why I didn't have him on my all defensive team in the first place. But they respected him. They gave him credit for his job that he did while he was on the court, and it makes a lot of sense. But the biggest thing for me is Jason Tatum not being on, on this list when he was excellent this season defensively. Well, Miles Turner averaged 2.8 blocks per game. Jaron Jackson was at 2.5. But amongst players who qualified, Jackson was first. Okay. Because Miles Turner missed a, a large portion of the season. And then total blocks? Uh, total blocks, Jaron Jackson, I think wow. for sure. Yeah, so, but he's yeah. played most of the season. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Listen, he, he definitely earned that first team all defense. The only issue I have is Matisse Thibel being on this list. Agreed. That's it. Uh, he only played 25 minutes per game. Is He's great defensively, but is he as good as Herb Jones, I don't think so. Okay, fair he's enough. not. Uh, Dream, he's not. Why are you looking at me like that? You think he's as good uh, as Herb Jones? Yes, he's lockup. Matisse is not the, like Herb. People, you know, like you Herb. know what the problem is with Matisse? Because he, he can't score. He sucks offensively. Oh, please, what did he do against Jimmy Butler? He couldn't play because he literally can't score. So that's the, the that's the problem with Matisse. People for, like. Offensively, he's so bad that people forget how great he is defensively. He can't play enough to show that because offensively, he's horrible. But as a in terms of point of attack and as a perimeter defender, Matisse is one of the best in the league. He's a really elite defender. I know, but I think Herb Jones is better. I don't think Herb was going to make a first, a second team. He should have made the second team. If 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 Stan Matisse should have been Herb Jones was, over Wiggins and Tatum. I think there were four snubs in my opinion. Four, four well, that you could argue team. in some spots. DeJounte Murray. Over who? DeJounte Murray was youngest. For one, he made the defensive team in 2018. Youngest player to ever do it. Uh-huh. Hasn't made it since. And he's he was second in steals per game. He was great. It's hard for me to say who to put him over. Because you have to Unless it's Matisse. But I have to put Gerard for Marcus Smart. I think they did big man a bit too much of a favor they here. They did. Because if we're being honest... Rob Will should have been snubbed. How? Or Draymond because of the missed games. I did, uh, yes. But right. I, yeah, yes. but I agree with that. One of these players should have been snubbed, but you can't sub you can't snub Draymond. Draymond was so so freaking good he was. for the Warriors he all year great. defensively. I think the, the when they when he went out and the defense plummeted, I think that's what actually helped his case. Yeah, I'm Rob Will could go out and Celtics defense would be pretty much the same. I'll be honest. Bam only played ten more games than Draymond. They might not they oh, might have wow. not been first, but they would have been top five. And the Warriors without Draymond, they, they plummeted. Right. It was 15. Dorian Finney-Smith should have got some recognition, I think. Joel Embiid should have too, but Joel me? Embiid shouldn't have been over these guys. Where's Tatum? I'm waiting to hear his name. All right, Tatum, yes. On, Maybe don't, don't, Tatum deserves some You said it too, because so you know what's up. But it's the truth. To me, if this was my first and second team, I'm putting Herb Jones over Matisse Thibel. That's what I'm doing. And Herb Jones over Tatum. And if you want to put Wiggins in there, take Draymond out and then put Wiggins in there. Absolutely not. God, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> there can't be two Warriors on here. What What do you mean? Why? No, there can't, there can't be. There should have been three Celtics, so why can't there be two there Warriors? There's literally, what, what, there's two Celtics. Why there can't be two Warriors? Jimmy Butler should have probably made it over Matisse, too. too. Let me explain something to you. <laughs> we got to expand the, the teams. It, should, it used it to be, be a third three, team, right? Th- I don't know. I have no idea. But there should be three teams. Why is there only two teams? I don't think so, bro. 
I think it was just always two teams. I'm pretty sure. I'll say this, though. What will you say? Tatum not making it to crime. It's How a crime. is it a crime? Because Jason Tatum was excellent defensively this year. He really was. What else is there really to say? And we see the job that he's done in the playoffs it only matter. helps his case. I know it doesn't. Not for the regular season, but there's a there's, re- there's not 13s, bro. No Don't search it up. No, I already did. I just wanted to keep looking at the teams at that point. Yeah, there's only two teams. Um, supposed to be the basketball historian. Um, you literally just put Herb Jones on the second team. Um, <laughs> That's not bad. He's probably the, the best defensive rookie in NBA history. Kudos for being the best rookie defender. He's Jordan. he's it one only, of the, it only he's limits one, to rookies. He's one of the biggest reasons why the Pelicans were thirty six and forty six. Congratulations! No, but they they um, turned up late okay. because of him. Give him respect. Word. Give him respect. You talking about Herb Jones? And per he, the per the defense LeBron metric, which is very useful, really Herb Jones metric. was number one in most impactful wing stoppers. He led all rookie rookies in steals and eleventh in the league in steals. In that, there was some pretty good company in in, the, in that list with Herb Jones, but he's number one. You brought up the playoffs, yeah. You feel like that only heightened his case, just because it was put on a, a world stage. So, allow me to do the same okay. that you did. All right, tough. Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> oh, my God. Allow me to do the same thing Fair you enough. did. You know what I'm saying? You Fair. did it. Allow me to do the same thing you, you did. Okay. Andrew Wiggins has been an elite defender all year. You know, he he takes the number one guy. He's been incredible knocking down shots and then go defending your guy 40 feet out full court. doesn't really matter. He's been good at hitting shots. Incredible defense. We shot 40% this year, so, you know, that's why I say Oh, great. that isn't. No, that's really good. You said the playoffs on a world scale. It heightened. It heightened yeah. it up. Andrew Wiggins. You talk about Herb Jones being this elite defender. He he was amazing in the first round. Nobody's taking that from him. What Andrew Wiggins has been able to do to Luka, when he's matched up against him, should only show you that this this is what he's been doing all year for the Warriors. Him at the front, Draymond in the back. When they were when Draymond was healthy, they were the best defense in the league by far. Like it wasn't even close at that point. And then when Draymond went down, Andrew Wiggins was still being an elite defender. I think he definitely deserves some recognition for that second spot for that second team. I think he should go over Matisse. There's a few guys we could throw over Matisse. You said Tatum. You said Herb Jones. I said Wiggins. We all said wing players. But these are all three guys that take the challenge. The only difference is Tatum doesn't take the challenge as much as Herb and Wiggins. Respectfully, it's not because he can't. Because he has more responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just because it's a responsibility. Herb Jones and Wiggins takes the number one guy every night. So I think that, and on top of that, Golden State being where they were, Wiggins getting on the spotlight every night, being able to defend, that definitely deserves some recognition. So I think he definitely deserves a second team. But I, I, it's really, like you said, it's really hard to snub, like take anybody off, even for DeJounte Murray. Love DeJounte. I can't move Drew. I, no, I, I can't. You like, can move Matisse, though. He's a, he's a wing. DeJounte plays a guard. You have to move but a guard. But I don't really feel like they went by that in this list because we had Draymond, Bam, Rob, Giannis, Rudy, Jaron Jackson all make it. Mikel was listed as a guard, and he's a wing. That's weird. And he made the first team. That's really weird. But for the team, he's listed as a guard. Matisse is listed as a guard. <sighs> That's tough. A lot of guys. We could put a lot of guys for Matisse. But in terms of Bam... But these guys were locks. Bam, Rob were locks. Bam, in my Bam opinion. should have been the first team, in my opinion. Over who? Who's the three? Who was the three? Jaren Jackson. Rudy, Jaren, Jaren Jackson. Yeah, I would have put him over Jaren Jackson. And Rob Will, Bam, and Bam, Bam has, over Rob Will. 
Yes. Of this season is what I'm saying. Yes. 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 Okay. He's been elite he on the defense. Been, yes, for sure. No, like this he isn't yes, this I isn't understand. no this he's been elite from yes, start. I know Bam no, you don't. Bio. He's been yes, elite I from do. start yes. to finish. So is Rob Will. The team hasn't been elite from start to finish. I mean finish. that's for a big man, that's really what you no, what you're you. supposed to do. Yeah, you. You. But Rob isn't the defender Bam is. No. 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 But Bam is the defender Rob is and more. Because he his perimeter defense is crazy. You know. You seen Thank it. you. I'm glad you un- no, you acknowledge no, you're seeing it now though. Oh like, it's, my God. So this is this is per basketball index. This is from January 23rd, 2022. The NBA's most impactful wing stoppers on defense via our D defense LeBron metric. Herb Jones, number one, Alonzo Ball, number two, number three, Jared Vanderbilt, number four, Royce O'Neal, and number five, Marcus. All Mark. right, I'm gonna be honest with you. Once you said Royce O'Neal, the list lost me. It <laughs> really did lose me. But Alonzo. Yeah, I mean, we know, he would have made a, he would have made a team. I'm just if he didn't defensive get team. I'm yeah, with you there. He'd have made a team. I don't know. Uh, you're hating. Over you who? just you just used that you just used that b ball metric. You heard he was number two. He might have made now it it's over a maybe. Matisse. I can see it. Yeah, I Stop think hating. He would have made it over Matisse. I think so. Yeah, but really, Stop. You know, we're Stop. splitting hairs at that Stop. point. <laughs> Herb Jones or Lonzo? Herb was number one in that. Lonzo was number two, and his team was winning a lot of games because Pelicans of that. were winning too later Not in the season. That, no, stop, stop. They stop. took the they, they took stop. the defending. Per, Pelicans were eating. No, but you said per January defending, what? You said per what? They gave the defending, no, defending Western Conference what? champs. They a, are a fraud, fight. fraudulent, a fraud. It's frauds. They gave them a fight though. Didn't you say per January twenty third though? It was a January twenty twenty third. Yeah, we were the number one seed in the East. That's yeah. what Lonzo's defense was doing. Yeah, yeah. Respect. That's him. good. Hey man, Caruso man. We always knew the Bulls had a limited ceiling. Well, we got hurt a lot. Yeah, I mean, we always seems... knew. Come on, we did. I made a video in the offseason. You saying, apologized to them, bro. You didn't always know. I apologize. You didn't see us getting a one seed. No, I didn't. But you didn't get a one seed. You got it at a point in time and lost it. Well, we got hurt a lot. Yeah. You know what's better to get it and to lose it, or to never get it? Why don't you ask? Answer the question. Do you ever know what a first seed feels like? I, I know what a second seed feels like. Did you lose to the Pacers that year? Yeah. Ugh. Sheesh. But no, answer the question. What do you? What, what's what's worse, getting it and losing it, or never getting a chance? Getting to get it and it? losing it. That yeah. is worse. Damn, tough luck for Bulls fans. <laughs> getting it, it and losing. It. I mean, never getting it kind of is just like you have this unfulfilling emptiness. You in have your a stomach. drive still. Drive. To get what it. are you right. driving for? You to Knicks? get it. Yeah. To get it. You have a drive to get it. Yeah, Bootyus Randall driving. He's getting traded. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to uh, better things. The Lakers coaching job. Oh, really? Is this really better? So there are finalists. There are three finalists right now. Bucks assistant Darvin Ham, Kenny Atkinson, currently Warriors assistant, Terry Stotts, fired coach from the Blazers. Now, out of these three coaches, Drew, since you're the Lakers fan here, which one would you want the most? Which one of these three intrigued you? And there was also a report also that... Juwan. The Lakers want Doc Rivers. Oh, they want Doc Rivers badly. Interesting, but they don't know if he'll be available. Okay, but well, that's who they want. Well, I'll share this first. Juwan Howard had a report. Michigan head coach, you know my my college basketball team outside of Seton Hall, of course. Uh, Juwan Howard declined wanting to come coach the the Los Angeles Lakers. It just goes to show you the state of basketball that the Lakers are currently in. Um, but out of these three coaches, I want Kenny Atkinson. I saw the job that he did with the Brooklyn Nets when. They were a team that definitely weren't meant to make the playoffs, and he took them and elevated their play. He was great in player development, and right now that's what we need. We need some type of 
We need a head coach that's going to elevate us in any type of way. I didn't think Frank Vogel did a bad job. I just think the team as a whole was really bad. And Frank Vogel, they needed a face to to throw blame at, and it was going to fall onto Frank. But Frank had done an amazing job his first couple seasons being the Lakers head coach, especially being a defensive mind. We were a top five defense both years. We just were a completely different roster. We traded away key defensive pieces for us. And Russell Westbrook, as good as he is on ball, off ball, he is atrocious. And it's not just to blame with him, truthfully. LeBron, even LeBron takes nights off defensively. We had our best player, our best defensive player in Anthony Davis be out for a while. But I think Kenny Atkinson would be the coach that I want the most out of these three names. Terry Stotts, I'm not a huge fan of. Darvin Ham, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that much about. But at least Kenny has a little bit of history in the sense of he had a team that overachieved. And right now, we need someone that's going to elevate our play even slightly. And I think that that's Kenny. Mr. Darvin Ham was a part of those Atlanta Hawks teams that consistently made the playoffs. He was a part of the Thank you starting, for me. starting five that four of them made the All-Star game in the Atlanta Hawks. So Al Horford, I think it was The year Al that they Corver. were the one seed and, and yeah, got and they, swept? Yeah, the worst one seed ever yeah, yeah, yeah. in NBA history. That team. But, they, you know, they were a good team. I mean, yeah, for sure. Worst one seed ever, though, by far. Um, and then he followed Mike Budenholzer to Milwaukee, and now he's up there with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew. So he has a bit of some background history, understanding what it takes to win, understanding discipline, stuff like that. Also played in the NBA. I didn't acknowledge that. I saw his career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Making the NBA is a feat, dude. It is, but like we talk, like he's more. He was on the championship 04 Pistons. Yeah, I know. Um, I definitely know. He, yeah. Um, Kenny Atkinson. We talked about it. He's one of the best developing uh, coaches in the league. For sure. You don't need that. I'm going to just be honest with you. You have nothing to develop. I'm sorry. You, you don't. Tellinghorn, Tucker. He needs development, Austin Reeves. Bro. My goodness. I like you Austin need, Reeves. I think Terry Stotts. Well, I think out of these three, Terry Stotts is your best option because in Portland, he ran a really high-powered offense. You know, that defensively, they always wasn't great, but his schemes were good. His offensive setups was good. And although you guys don't have the pieces Portland had – he always commandeered a high-powered offense year in, year out. That Helped team that scored a lot. Yeah, well, you have LeBron and AD, so please. Um, I understand. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So I and think Westbrook. I didn't see it. See, I didn't say that. Um, so you I have think hope still. All right. I think Terry Stotts right now. I think you guys need somebody who's kind of a veteran. I think you need somebody who understands what it takes. That's Kenny. He's a, he's. I think Kenny is more for a development process, like. <sighs> A team like the Rockets or a team okay. like OKC. You Does it necessarily have to be like that? I mean, in, in your opinion, when the Nets let go of you Kenny somebody, Atkinson. You need somebody that I don't think Kenny can withstand LeBron. Can I ask you, when Kenny got let go from the Nets, did you sit here and think that that was a good idea by the Nets? Or did you think that, wow, Kenny did a great job with these young guys. Maybe he did, he's it, the, the same is going to translate for when he has KD and Kyrie. He got let go because KD and Kyrie didn't want him. And did you think that that was a smart decision by them? Yes. Well, I don't know if it was smart or if it was not, but they weren't going to win with Kenny. They didn't like each other. Kenny, Kenny was Katie. Kenny was more more connected with the the, the young guys, the the underdog guys. That was his squad. And Kenny's problem as a head coach is that when you have young players who are still trying to find their footing in the league, that discipline stuff works. But when you already have proven stars, that stuff doesn't work. And yeah. I don't I with that net stint, Kenny hasn't proven he's proven he can turn around a culture. Yeah. But he hasn't proven he can manage egos. He didn't have, even have a chance to do so though. He was an assistant 
uh, the Clippers, and he was assistant for Golden State. I mean, mm-hmm. being the main guy. No, I'm saying like he has that. I know, no, of course he has. So, but has I think background. Terry Stotts. If you talk about who needs to be that, man, I think Terry Stotts is the best option right now. And you guys need offense. You guys are one of the worst offenses I've ever seen in my life. You guys need offense Gee, at this on, moment. Bro. No, you you know you got this. Year, you guys offense. were really bad, no, bro. Like, bro, we were worse defensively easily. Yeah, but it was hard to watch you guys score. LeBron gave you thirty every night. It wasn't that. We were hard down to watch. twenty at that point. You're being mean. I'm being right. You you are, but I don't like to hear it. I'll get better. Kenny Atkinson, I'm out on. <laughs> Terry Terry Stotts. <laughs> These three, I'm I'm really not the biggest fan what of. What happened regardless. to Mark Jackson? That I was shocked to not see either. To be honest with you, guys you. ain't serious. And, and Doc Rivers too. I I mean, it's already come out and said that he's staying with Philadelphia, but I don't want Doc Rivers as my. You guys, yeah, I don't know why they would want Doc Rivers. They the Lakers just looking for star star names. That's it. Always. Um, Terry Stotts isn't a horrible option, but we kind of know what he is as a head coach. He's somebody who will get you to the playoffs, but will he get beyond that? We don't know, but we said the same thing about Frank Vogel coming from Indiana, and he won a championship. I'm with you. you know, Terry Stotts has at least proven he can take a team to the playoffs. He made it in Portland eight straight seasons, gets fired. The one year he's not there, they're one of the, they have the seventh pick in the draft. We know that Dame was injured, so there's some leeway there. I feel like I'm going to go with the dark horse, Darvin Ham. I think he's going to get the job, and I think it's going to be a good move. I know that you talked about not acknowledging his career, but I think it's important. He's been a part of championships as a head coach and as a player. He's been in those locker rooms, and we're seeing a trend right now of former players becoming head coaches that are having success. Ime Udoka, look at his career as a player. It wasn't anything better than a, Darvin he, Ham. To be fair, he's been an assistant for a really, really long time under Greg Popovich. And, and Mike Budenholzer top. was under Greg Popovich, and Darvin Ham was under him. And now he is a top six coach in the league. It's crazy. So what I'm saying is that we are seeing a trend of former head coach, former players becoming head coaches, and these players weren't. Six. And these players weren't the best players, but as coaches, they're really good. That can be Darvin Ham. He's been an assistant for a very long time. He's won championships as an assistant. And right now, it feels like he's the leading candidate for the job. So I'd go with Darvin Hammond. He's developed young talent as well. So although Lakers don't have the young talent, at least he's developed it. So, you know, you he, you can use that to his resume as well. I think Darvin Ham so is going to be the next guy. head coach. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Go with the new guy. See what he yep. has. And also, um, based on a lot of reports, it seems like the Lakers aren't going to move off of Russell Westbrook for, for, for this upcoming season. It does seem that way. And Phil Jackson has vouched for Westbrook. He's he didn't completely fell off after LA. I'm gonna just be honest with you. He's Phil been, Jackson, yeah, his yeah. word doesn't mean much to me since leaving LA. No, since the Knicks days when he came in, when he was like, yeah, um, he dropped the Frank Nilakino. Right. Oh, he he played the other day. Yo, really, really quick, give me your top five coaches, super quick. Kerr, number Lou. one. No, no, no order, no order. Okay, I'm not gonna do order. All right, Kerr, Lou, yes, Monty, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Spolstra, yep. Spo, easy, Pop. Pop still. Pop, of course. Nurse. Nurse. Yeah, okay. He's not top six. That's what that's what fuck I was thinking. I had Pop, excuse me, I had Spo, Nurse, Kerr, Kid, Kid. Monty. Kid has done Kid over Ime? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Okay, so yeah, okay, that's fair. And then I'll put Ime after Kid. Did you say nurse? I have Spo. So have seven yeah, over him. Spo, nurse, Kerr, Monty, Kid, Ime. Ime is a better coach than Pop, or he just has a better team. <laughs> 
It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. What? No, I understand. Po- Come on, we're talking about Greg Popovich, one of the greatest coaches. That's what I'm actually like. Is it Arguably, just because yeah. he has a better team? Yeah, or? I guess it is the team. Yeah, you it think Ime is. is a better coach than Tom Thibodeau? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 yes. makes him a better coach? Dude, it, they're the same dude. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm, I'm literally curious because the only thing that's 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 and he's more you, player friendly. Also, the only thing that's making you remotely say Ime is the, the success they've had this year. Tom Thibodeau has never had a team as good as that ball, as what Ime has right now. That team. He's never had it. I'm sorry, the Chicago Bulls. We were number one. Celtics. I think this team is better than that. Those sixty-two Bulls teams. and twenty. Like, bro, they had sixty-two well, wins. No, I understand that, but outside of Derrick Rose, everybody else was an offensive liability. All right, Boozer was good. Boozer was a co- good in the post, in the mid post. Yeah, for sure. But the respect that, that, that ball. I was gonna say, do you have this Luau current at that Boston point? team? If we match up this current Boston team versus that Chicago team, it would stop us. I think the Celtics would yeah, beat them. Yeah, I'm with you. Tom Thibodeau, two-time coach of the year. So what makes what makes Ime just <laughs> over Tom friendly. Thibodeau? He's more player friendly, and he that matters to me. Gosh. He is a player. Thibodeau is an asshole, and he is stubborn as hell. The play the players did not have to give in to to his his way of thinking, and they 100 percent bought in. Thibodeau, and Thibodeau as that man writes, Thibodeau once said the, uh, there was a shift. Thibodeau is uh, Doc Rivers' successor. He was under Doc. Really? You think Ime is better than Doc He's better Rivers than Doc. too? Oh yeah. Okay. Thibodeau has a better career than Doc. As a coach, you think Ime is better than Doc Rivers? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you guys are so disrespectful. Everybody's so disrespectful. I'm gonna be honest. Taylor Rivers. Jenkins is better than Doc Rivers. Taylor Jenkins might be better than Ime too. Okay, we can stand on that. We can talk yeah. about that. We can have a conversation about that later. I can have a conversation about. It's that hard too. ranking coaches because so much goes into like oh, yeah. recency stuff. I, I mean, have supposed the best coach in the league. Oh, uh, I do. Okay, that's fair. I can dig. Have that. him as the best. I can. I can live with that. I don't know why I thought about it. That's okay. I've. I allow you. I've spoken, and Lou. Nah, who's better than Ime, Kerr? Oh my God, Kerr has been on the fire tear. You Ime, know what? Ime I've is spo- in top six. I, have I forgot. Spo- I've spoke Kerr. You, you've been di- real disrespectful to Kerr all year long too. He fucking trolls all year. That's you've what been I'm, real disrespectful to. So him. I've spoke spoke Kerr then Lou. So if Lakers, we're, they're going to find a new coach eventually. Do you have any hope for them this upcoming season? Absolutely. Okay. As a Laker fan, you have to stay. You have <laughs> to stay strong. <laughs> As long as LeBron James is suited up in that number six in a Laker uniform and Anthony Davis is on the court, together the two can do some magical things. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. That's not even threatening to anybody anymore. You know as what, man? As long as you have LeBron James. And you Anthony fix Davis? The ro- you have to fix the roster. As, if Anthony Davis is healthy, we'll be at minimum a playing team. Okay, Trevor Reza. You know, I was looking at ESPN's picks to make the finals. And the finals, yeah, from the West, mostly 80% picked the Lakers. Understandably, so you weren't the only one wrong. Thank it was you. a Larry Bynes. I know, I know. I w- it, the other side, what, East they picked I, the Nets, right? I still get yeah. sad because obviously it was a huge disappointment. Not making the playoffs, the play-in at least was definitely devastating. But no, I didn't even it is what it is. Playing, bro. I know it's nuts. The Spurs, who we as a collective believed that they had a chance to be the worst team in the NBA, made it over us. Just yeah. speaks volumes to how bad we were. That's sad. This week in the NBA. Oh, love. This is my favorite segment. Let me get mine out. What's yours? You want me to go first, bro? I'll go first while Riv gets his out. Um, This week in the NBA, the Mavericks are fined $100,000 for bench, for for basically standing up too long during a game. Now, this is their third offense, and each time the fine has doubled. So it was $25,000, $50,000, and now $100,000. Now, I want to get your guys' opinion because, in, in my opinion at least, I don't think that it's too much of an issue that these guys are standing. They're trying to be active within the game. Do I want to be on this bench sitting the entire time? I feel as if if I'm standing up, I'm more active. I'm, I'm more 
in t- I don't want to maybe in tune is not the word that I'm looking for, but yeah, you are technically more in tune with the game. You're more more focused on what's going on. You're 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 being a a, a huge team player and you're supporting your guys in, in a in a way that's at least exciting that the players on the court can actually see. If you're on the if you're just sitting down, it's not as easy to see your guys trying to cheer you on, try and get you guys in in correct uh, positions. Depending on that person that's on the bench, but. There was one thing that I can understand. Steve Kerr came out and said that there was one guy on the bench that had his hands like this asking for the ball. And if I say hands like this, he had his hands out in front of him just pretending like he was calling for a pass. That I can understand. That's where I would be a little bit upset if I was the opposing team. However, 100000 for an offense like That's this cool, seems a bit too egregious for me. I have two. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Uh, n- number one, most 30-point games in single postseason, age 34 or older in NBA history. Steph Curry? So, number one, obviously the greatest player ever, Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. At 14. That's fucking insane. Number two, second greatest player ever, LeBron James, 2020. He had eight. That's great. Thank you. Number three, the greatest player ever, 1997. <laughs> he had eight. Number four, though, top. 12 player NBA history, the greatest shooter of all time. You know, Steph Curry, he has seven 30 point games in this postseason, which is an impressive thing. You know what all the, the three guys in front of him had in common those years? They won finals MVP. Can I see that stat? Yeah. You can see it, bro. It's a nice ESPN graphic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's been on the tear. And it's been an underrated tear because people haven't talked about it too much. I mean, his season, his postseason is not over yet either. Yeah, but Jordan doing it twice, fourteen and eight is crazy. Well, he's the goat, so that's um, he's definitely up there. And then number two, well, I just wanted to shout out to Steph Curry three zero. Of course, back to the chip dynasty is back, new dynasty. Kyrie Irving, he said, if I was in the same line now and understanding who I am, we definitely wouldn't won more chips when he was with LeBron. Now I gotta I gotta click my phone off because Kyrie Irving today is one of the most polarizing superstars in the NBA. And it's funny because before when he was playing with LeBron, he wasn't this active in the media. He wasn't this guy that was, you know, this oh, all about this extra stuff outside of basketball. And now him, as of today, he feels like he's more mature now than he was before. And maybe we can agree because, you know, he's a much older now. He's in his prime. But I think in terms of basketball thinking, you are probably – more immature now than you were before. I don't think really. I don't think if he was still with Cleveland, they would have won a chip because I don't. I don't think eventually LeBron would have got tired of the nonsense and the nonsense that is today. I feel like Kevin Durant is tired of you. Barely play. You know you're in and out of the lineup, and then you're thinking about other things outside of basketball. And I understand there's more important things than basketball, but you have a job to do, bro. You get paid thirty five million dollars to do it. Uh-huh. We have to come to work every day. You can do all that stuff outside of your job, but you got to come here. You got to work just like everybody else. I'll make a quick comment on that. Kyrie not playing is something new because there was something new dawned on the public. COVID didn't exist back in 2015, 2017. It didn't exist. So him not playing wouldn't have been a factor. The big issue there was that during that 2017 finals run, during that whole 2017 playoffs run, actually, Kyrie did not interact with the team. Kyrie that started the weirdo stuff. Correct. Kyrie basically secluded himself from the team. And even still, they were dominating the East and made it to the finals. And that lack of team camaraderie from Kyrie ended up playing a factor into that 2017 series. 
I still think the Warriors would have won. You had Kevin Durant. It would have been very hard to to overcome that. But we saw them overcome something that people thought was impossible the year prior to that. I don't disagree that I don't know that I don't disagree that they wouldn't have won more championships given the fact that that Golden State Warriors team would have been tough to beat. But I disagree in the sense of he's more immature now because this was a situation that no one foresaw occurring. Well, what about Boston? That he missed because he was injured. No, I'm talking about the situation the year after that. The chemistry issues. The, the, the situation with the team. Him trying to be a leader. I understand. Like it's, it's been, you know what I'm saying, multiple situations after that. Obviously, Brooklyn, that's where he wanted to go. And obviously, this is a new situation that's dawned on us. We understand that. But at the same time, the communication has been lacking. I feel like from 2017 to that final year in Boston, not to mention that was his most immature. But even 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 without the COVID, he walked, he jumped on a live with his with his legs closed and said, "We don't need to, we don't need a coach." No, he definitely has said some questionable That's, things. That doesn't. But it seems like as if this this off season, Kyrie has been experienced a bunch of revelations. This off season, he said, "I'm going to take on responsibilities as a GM." Is that what he said? Not GM, but he's going to be but more. He, he's going to be more involved he in that process. That he was a huge distraction to the team. He he acknowledged that he needed to be better as a whole as a ball player. He said he said words. all the right things, and I agree with that. But it seems as if he's trending in that right direction. Yeah. We'll see. But go ahead. <sighs> Kyrie saying that <laughs> means that. Everybody was right about him all along. When Kyrie decided to request to trade and leave Cleveland, when he went on first take, when he was with Boston, when Max Kellerman was was pressing him, everybody at the time, as a group, thought he's making a mistake. Why leave LeBron? He was the one that came out and said, you guys are wrong about me doing this. Why are you judging my decision? Or we're judging your decision because you're deciding to leave the best player to ever play basketball. He goes to Boston, doesn't work out. Brooklyn hasn't worked out yet. Now, five years later, he's realizing, you know what? If I were to go back in time, I would do that differently. Because he now realizes it was a mistake. You know who reminds me of the this? Same thing, the, the same thing. Everybody at the time said you were making a mistake. Bless you. Thank you. I think Kyrie does a lot of good in the community, and this is not a shot at him personally. But when looking at his track record and the decisions, something that irks me about what NBA players do is that they always feel like the media is out to get them, and they create these fake stories, right? Fake, quote-unquote, although some of them have legitimate sources. Kevin Durant, entire 2017 season with Golden State, all he ever did was bash reporters that said he was leaving Golden State. What happened? He ended up leaving Golden State. Everybody that reported on you leaving was right. And you were calling them out all year saying they didn't know what they were talking about. But they ended up being right. Kyrie calls people in the media puppets. And that the the, the masses watch these puppets. <laughs> he is on the line of somebody that I view as very conspiracy theorist oriented. And is not living in true reality although he thinks he's living in a true awakened state it's not really a true awakened state because you view the world in the lens of the media they're just puppets oh they're just puppets but they're not people who do a job just like you 
who worked their way up. Like we know getting into getting to an ESPN or getting to a Fox, although you may not like these personalities, getting in that position is one of the more toughest things to do. It is. It's simple as that. They have to have qualifications to get into those positions. They have to have years of work to back that up. Stephen A was working years on end as a journalist and stuff like that. And yes, he said some questionable things, but you can't deny the path he took to get to where he's at. So to just discredit them and say they are puppets, they're this, they're trying to control the masses. Like, I think once we get into the line of conspiracy theorist thinking, I kind of get turned off by that. And I just don't view that type of person as a very mature person. So Kyrie, the same person who's called the media puppets all along, that was was very critical of how they treated of how the media treated him when he left Cleveland is now admitting, oh, yeah, me leaving LeBron was a mistake. Well, everybody said it was a mistake at the time, but he just decided to denounce it and say, oh, no, the media, they're just trying to create a story and clickbait and stuff like that. That's why this is just an eye opener to how. Although we want athletes perspectives on these things, on certain issues, it's very important. I feel like the way that a lot of NBA players, and professional athletes in general, denounce what the media says, and then the media ends up being right about that situation. They don't, the same way athletes say the media doesn't hold, nobody holds the media accountable. Nobody holds these athletes accountable when they call out the media and what the media actually says is true about them. And in Kevin Durant and Kyrie's case, it's been that way. And ironically, they're both teammates. But in those two situations, you can point to the most and say the media was right spot on about them, about their situations, about the distraction of Kyrie Irving and all that, you know, leads into it and stuff. So I think Kyrie admitting that himself is kind of a... um. He was being honest, which is cool, but it wasn't the yeah. smartest thing for his brand because now you, you look because now you it shows look at maturity. It shows maturity, but you are now in a situation in Brooklyn where you've been nothing but immature in handling the situations that you've been handling in Brooklyn. Are you saying with COVID? Yes, in a sense. I don't think the mandate was fair, but at the same time, you're an NBA player. You have access to the 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 best doctors and stuff. And I mean, for you not look, I am vaccinated. And oh listen, I'm double vaccinated and I, boosted. I am not I am not somebody decision. I am not somebody that criticizes anybody for not getting vaccinated, but there's a lot of research that leans to you should get vaccinated. So for somebody that's quote unquote woke and is like leading this free spirit movement, for you to disagree with scientific facts is alarming and that shows immaturity in my opinion because of that it cost the nets the season they weren't able to build chemistry all year when katie got hurt james harden was left out to dry on a weight on, on home in home games oh he was a big reason to to be in that distraction and although you say Kyrie's now taking accountability okay but that only goes so far like this has been something reoccurring every year for you like, there's always been something with Kyrie every year. And that, that's where I think, like Riff said, actions speak louder than words. You can only say so much. After game one versus Boston, he didn't show up for any other game. Game one was the only game he showed up. And like, he, like Riff said, you have a job to do. Like, that is your job. And although they say basketball isn't everything, yes, that's true. Basketball is not everything. 
but it is the way you make your living. So for a lot of basketball players nowadays to treat basketball as something secondary is to me just it just disappointing. I feel like that disappointing, would be the only but word also lack use. of priority. I feel like as a human being, your priority should be yourself. You understand what I'm saying? And if basketball isn't your your as a human being your main priority, how can you knock it? Me personally. Yeah, I mean, it's a different position because, I mean, like Charles Barkley says a lot of the time, like, they get paid millions to play a kid's game. Oh, I'm with you. It's still something, basketball is still something for a lot of these players that is a passion of theirs. Absolutely. That they get up, they, they're giddy to go up in the morning and go shoot that mm-hmm. hoops. Like, they are playing a game for a living and getting compensated very well for that. So the least you can do is play half of your games in a season. I mean, it's not like the NBA season goes from what September or October, October, October. to June if you make the finals. So for you, if like Kyrie's situation, he he made it until what March, it's like school, yeah, so or April. You're not even working the entire year. You have to work on your body, of course, because you're an athlete. You have to stay in shape, but you are working a portion of the year and getting paid a thirty-five million dollars salary. So you have the entire other calendar year to do whatever you want to do. But when it's time, when it's during the season, you have to have priorities. There was a great Kobe Bryant story that I watched on TikTok that talked about a lot of Kobe Bryant's, a lot of Kobe Bryant's, Kobe Bryant's teammates, when they would go on the road and have a back to back, his teammates wanted to party and they wanted to, uh, you know, get really drunk and stuff. And Kobe said, okay, I'm going to hang out with you guys. And then at five in the morning, he would knock on the door and say, I hung out with you. Now you got to hang out with me. And then, his teammates would be dead during practice and they'd be dead during the games. And Kobe Bryant was like, when we're here, we have a job to do. When you're on the road, the priority is you go there. Your priority when you go on road games is to go and win those games. It's not to go and party in different cities. Do people still party in different cities? Yes. But at the end of the day, the end goal and teams that are successful and win championships do do are strict on their schedule and do those things where they build these habits where they're not partying. They're in the gym. They're focused. They're focused on their task. And that's where I feel like Kyrie, it just never feels like he's been that way. But for my this week in the NBA, um, Zach Levine staying with the Bulls is not a slam dunk anymore per KCJ hoop. I never thought it was a slam dunk. And I think he's going to go to Portland. I do think he will be a Portland trailblazer. By the by, the off season, he will be on the Blazers. He's been pushing that for a minute. It's gonna happen. And Lavar Ball thinks he's leaving because he doesn't want to play second fiddle to yeah. Demar Derozan. He literally said he's going to the Lakers. He's did don't listen to nothing Lavar Ball says, bro. Doesn't make sense. I'd be lit. I would not decline that at all. Of course, you wouldn't. And Mike D'Antoni to the to the Hornets, I think, would be very good for Lamelo' sake. Just unlocking him as a player fully. Nash. I think that would be really good. Mike D'Antoni's systems don't win championships. No, they don't. They can get you to a Western Conference. But could LaMelo be in the MVP race with his system? Nash was. Harden was. I can't LaMelo, right? You think he's I'm all be, in. Yeah, you think he's a top 10 stud, right? What uh, do you think? Me? Nah, I think it's a few guys that would be in that race before him. Like Terry Rozier? Nah, he stinks. But, um... He does not. No, I was, I was trolling. Anthony Edwards would probably be in MVP conversation before him. Cade, I think, would be in MVP conversation before him. Just respect to LaMelo, bro. There's respect. I think Cade is better. We'll see. 
Would You Rather oh boy. Mikel Bridges edition. We've been doing these Would You Rathers Mikel for... Bridges? Oh, no, Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> okay. I apologize. <laughs> We've been doing these Would You Rathers for a while. Now, Andrew Wiggins has been a pivotal part to the Warriors this season. So this, this is... Would you rather Andrew Wiggins edition first name? Andrew Wiggins staying over here. <laughs> Mikel Bridges. Andrew Wiggins. I would probably go Andrew. Dylan Brooks. Andrew Wiggins. This guy is embarrassing. It's, cl- it's a good question. I would go Wiggins. Jeremy Grant. Wiggins. Wiggins. RJ Barrett. Wiggins. And we're saying right now? Right now, going to next season, who's going to be better? I'm going Star J. Okay. Yeah. Jalen Brown. JB Easy. DeMontis Sabonis. Andrew Wiggins. You have to say Sabonis. <laughs> I am going Sabonis. Gordon Hayward. Andrew Wiggins. That's a good question, but Andrew Wiggins. Julius Randle. Andrew Wiggins. I would go Wiggins. I would want Wiggins on my team before I want Julius. But you picked it. Never mind. Got it. What? What did I pick? What was the guy before you said? Sabonis? No, the guy after him. Uh, RJ. No, the guy after him. No, no, no. He's saying um, after Sabonis, who'd you say? Gordon Hayward. And you said that's a conversation. It's a a, a good conversation. Ridiculous. The only thing is Gordon Hayward is injured a lot. I know. Brandon Ingram. B.I. B.I. Keldon Johnson. Wiggins. I would go. Wiggins. I'll I'll go Wiggins. So So you don't think Jeremy Grant and Wiggins is a conversation? No. You don't think it's a conversation at all? I, th- I, I look at Jeremy Grant in a, on a playoff team, and I look at Wiggins on a playoff team. Wiggins is better. And Wiggins and Hayward isn't a conversation either. That's that's a thing. Think. That's a conversation. No. Only for the availability part, I lean Wiggins. No. I don't think. All right, no, fine. <laughs> all right, what are your answers, Joel? My answers. Yes. You never answer. It's I'm taking them over Mikel and Dylan and Grant. I'm taking RJ over Wiggins, Sabonis over Wiggins. Wiggins over Keldon, Wiggins over Hayward, and Wiggins over Randall. Okay, we had it exactly the same. Yeah. Well, in agreement, B.I. and J.B. clear. Oh, yeah. yeah. R.J. should be over him, though. That's star J. Barrett. Come on, man. Why well, Sabonis? Matter of fact, don't even get me started. Yeah, yeah I just, agree. It's just... What about Chris Middleton? Middleton. I would go Middleton also. You think it's easily, easily? Wiggins is striving to be Middleton. His defense. Exa- wow. Wow. Wiggins, well yeah. said. Damn. Yeah. I'll go Middleton. Though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's literally what he low yeah, key. Like, but yeah, I'll go Middleton. You think that Wiggins surpasses Middleton? I think he can. Middleton's 31. 30. What about OG and an OB? Oh my God. Wiggins. Oh, you're saying, oh my God. Like OG, OG can't is a nice. can dribble. I guess. I don't know. That's close. It is close. <laughs> OG would never be an all-star starter, bro. Oh, my God, bro. It's a miracle of God that Andrew Wiggins was, uh, Not bro. a lot of guys get a miracle. You're right. I agree. So the OG ain't there. getting that miracle. No, I don't think that How OG about is. his teammate, Clay Thompson? I think Wiggins is a better two-way right now. But Clay would be better next year. I would take Clay. Okay. Yeah. That's it for the would you rathers. Draymond Green would take Clay, so I'm taking Clay. Dre would take Clay over anybody in the league outside of stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Come on. Big Clay fan. <laughs> yeah, you can't actually. Jordan Poole or Andrew Wiggins. Right now, Wiggins. Wiggins significantly guards ex- way better than Jordan Poole. Poole's efficiency has just been crazy good. It's been unbelievably great. 
The two way definitely, and I'm a big two way guy. Which you is are, why, which is hilarious. Yeah. You're a two way man, Mister Two Way Guy. I am, but if we're projecting, I mean, Wiggins is in a for his size an elite rebounder. But will Jalen Brown ever be an All Star starter? No, but I know we know he's better. You know, but I could use that against him too. But I, I don't want to do Thank that. You. Thank you. You know, I'm Sound just trolling logic. at this point. But Wiggins is an elite rebounder, great defender, versatile defender. He's a good shooter, and he he can exploit mismatches. So, championship yeah. team, you need stuff. Listen, if the, maybe if the Bucks had him against, well, if they had Boston, Middleton, who knows? I'm saying if they had him, no, nah, if they had Middleton, it's a good series. It's a great. Well, maybe like, if Brooklyn had series. Wiggins instead of Ben Simmons. I don't know. What they win? What one game? Two, six games. Wiggins doesn't change much. I know. And I think OG and Wiggins is much closer than you think. It is. You're being I, mad I disrespectful. Wiggins. I know, but you're saying exactly. You're saying Wiggins, but you're like, oh, Wiggins, come on, bro. It's not even a question. It is. Did I say that? Yes. Like OG and Anobi, it's a question. What's OG's the question? a really good player. Yo, it's between him and Wiggins. Bro, we're seeing eye to eye a lot better. right now. So what's let's the question? Go. So talk to me about it. Let's, 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 let's break it down a little bit. What, 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 what you mean? Well, I think OG's they're a better both, they're shooter. Both. Wiggins shot better this it's, year, but OG's a better I was shooter. I say, it's not easy because they're, Wiggins' percentages were really good this year. What, but I third, agree. They're both third to fourth options, right? So we can definitely compare them. OG, this playoff run, had to take a lot more of the load. And I, well, it was only the first round, but he really had to, to do a little bit more than he was asked for all season. I would say, I mean, Wiggins this year averaged 17, 17 points, four and a half boards, 2.2 assists. OG averaged 17, five and a half boards, 2.6 assists. 1.5 steals per game more than Wiggins. And you're saying defensively, you're taking. Wiggins over OG. Well, you, you didn't ask me that. I'm asking. Um, yes, I would. Defensively, I would take Wiggins over. Um, See, which is why if I say we're projecting, OG did play 36 minutes though, compared to Wiggins 31. Yeah, no, that he's benefiting Andrew Wiggins right there. I don't think that's really benefiting. That's just well, they have the same stats, but Wiggins basically did Plays it in five less, less minutes. Yeah, Toronto puts their starting five to death. That's um, very true. Well, they're they're both what. Oh, I would like take twenty four. I would take Wiggins only like twenty six. I would old. take Wiggins, but very like by a hair. Okay, so we're on the same. No, the that's same, not. We're, we're on the same. We weren't on this. Now we're on the same page. We're on the same page. Like I, OGs, they're both they're both in the same tier. Is that what you want to hear? Yeah, they're both in the same tier of players. Yeah, but but you, I think Wiggins is better. All right, fine. I do. I think Wiggins is a right. much better basketball. Much better now. <laughs> Wiggins is in is in that weird tier where he's he's better than everybody on his tier. But not better than anybody a tier above him, if that makes sense. Like he, he's not on the BI no. Middleton, Jalen Brown level, but he has a sizable lead over the OGs, the Norman Powells, the um Mike Mikael Bridges. Like the Jeremy Grants, the Dylan Brooks, the Mikael Bridges. Like I think there's a gap between Mikel and Wiggins, and Wiggins is better. I could dig that. Yeah. He can be better than Chris Middleton. That's tough. Maybe. Middleton averaged twenty six in a in a playoff run. Maybe one, maybe yeah. one day, but I don't that, think we ever get to do that. I was gonna say that one day isn't anywhere near soon. Well, he's twenty six. I know. I'm just saying, Middleton was crazy great. Middleton last would never year. guard like Wiggins ever. Middleton was really good defender up until basically this season. Middleton would never guard like Wiggins ever. Okay. Two way. All right. Don't, don't sleep. Two I'm way. not. I'm not sleeping. I've I've acknowledged that Wiggins is a really really good basketball player. OG cool though. Oh, well, yeah, let me stop. Yeah, thank OG. you. That's OG. what, that's what, what about Wiggins and Scotty. 
Scotty's he's a rookie. <laughs> Again, but we're projecting. Like, let's project. Oh, Scotty will yeah, be yeah, better yeah, yeah, than yeah, Andrew yeah, Wiggins. Facts, facts. But right now, Wiggins. All right, I agree. On to the next topic. Some big time news happened with uh, in regards to the Timberwolves. Tim, Huge news, guys. Tim Connolly is signing with them to be their new president of operations. It's a five-year deal worth $40 million. He has an ownership stake in the team as well. Now, the Timberwolves, I think, are making moves. I mean, this is a big-time move. Big time. Alex Rodriguez helped leading the charge at ownership Talk stake. about it. That's you know what, what I'm saying? talking about. A-Rod the Glenn goat. Taylor. I-, I like this move with Tim Connolly. And Masai Ujiri left Denver in 2013, went on to Toronto, won a championship with Toronto, built Toronto up. Now, t- Then Tim Connolly took over from 2013 to up till now. And now he's going to Minnesota. Does this mean the Minnesota Timberwolves will win the championship? It might mean that. Wow. Because you look at Tim Connolly's gotta get record. Got to the first round first, bro. You got to look, look at the re- track record of drafting. 2013, he drafted Nikola Jokic. 2014, Doug McDermott, which he flipped to Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic. 2015, Emmanuel Moutier. We know he wasn't good. 2016, Jamal Murray, Malik Beasley. 2017, Donovan Mitchell. This was a huge whiff trading Mitchell for Trey Lyles. Drafted Monte Morris in that same draft. 2018, Michael Porter Jr. 2020 and 2021, Zeke Naji and Bones Holland. So from 2013 to this point, just in the draft alone, he's drafted Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Moutier, Bones Holland, Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, MPJ, Trey Lyles, Jokic, Nurkic, and Zeke Naji. That's that's in that's the Nuggets' entire core. The only guy that's missing is Paul Millsap, who they signed in free agency. But this is literally and Max. Will Barton. Aaron but this, too. yeah, Aaron Gordon. But we don't need Alex <laughs> too much. He built this entire team. Minnesota right now, they need this team to be built. Like they they have the star players, but they just need the supporting cast around, around the them. players. Yeah, I'm with you. You have Anthony Edwards, who's going to be an All NBA player. Cat's an All NBA player already. D'Lo does he get traded? Does he not? If he doesn't get traded, he's still an All Star level point guard. Pat Bev, heart and soul. Was on an entire media tour the other day. He's I think I think Tim Connolly. Did you like that at all? That he's been cooking. No, that he went on a, a world media tour after losing in the first round. Yeah, because he brings that energy. Okay, I guess he's made it. He's made it interesting to watch. Okay. I think Minnesota. I, I think Minnesota landing Tim Connolly is a big time move, and he probably viewed this situation knowing they got Anthony Edwards. I could win a championship with that guy being the best player. It's crazy because um over Jokic, like he's like you know what? I got Nicole Jokic. Jokic, the MVP. roster is nah. is as good as it's gonna get right now. It's Conley and the uh, Joker have a great relationship, so it's kind of sucks that he uh, left. He turned down the Washington Wizards offer, the same offer three years ago, and they had Bradley Bill. So it's interesting <laughs> that he decided he looked at Minnesota. He decided this is a place I can definitely go. Like you said, they've they've let now. Masai go and Conley go. Conley has built this franchise up to a Western Conference contender for nine years. But um, you are a fool. And I'm going to tell you why you're a fool. The Minnesota Timberwolves are not a Western Conference. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I don't know why you keep spewing that nonsense. But you guys are like two. I'm going to say you guys because you're a real diehard Minnesota fan. And I don't. Yeah. I could care less about them. I'm going to let you know and your fans know that you're like two or three years away. Next year, you won't be there. The Clippers dominate They can't make the West Coast Finals next year? No. The Clippers are better. The Warriors are better. Phoenix is probably still better. Dallas will punch it on y'all. Memphis oh, is, is better. better. That's, that's tough. Memphis is better. That's tough. Pel- Memphis is better. Pelicans Memphis are on the Pel- rise. 
Watch Memphis out. is better. The team that the Minnesota should beat should have <laughs> beat them <laughs> in the first round. Memphis is better. They blew three leads. They beat you. Big time leads. Did they win? Who's a better team? Did they win? Who's a better team? Who won? Oh, who? Minnesota's they, a better team. You said who's a better team? Who's, we, who's we second seed? Minnesota's a better team. Who's, who's we? No, he's we. no. Let him say we. Who's the second seed? Memphis. Frauds. Who won the series? Frauds. So the frauds beat you guys. Interested enough. So the second seed so you, you got were, taken to the brink by the seventh seed. Bro, are you serious about them being frauds? Memphis? They are frauds. They beat you guys. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter if they're frauds or not. They they're won. Not frauds. Minnesota should have beat them in the first round. We know this. But they did it. We know this though. And no, next, we don't. We, we don't know that. It's common. They blew three and, 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 and Denver, point games. Denver healthy. Exactly. Do you deserve? They were a better. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I, do you I deserve gotta, to win I, anything with that? I know Remember that, what he I did with that, the Atlanta in the Knicks series? It should have been this. It should have been. We're that. gonna uh, different circumstances. Uh, we're gonna talk about this later on in the show in a few. But the Celtics have won ten quarters out of the twelve versus Miami. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Listen, they had no Jimmy Butler. And the Celtics lost. But the Heat still won regardless, even though the Celtics have been playing better for the majority of the series. Denver but healthy you know is you Minnesota better. So if the Heat end up winning the series, but the Celtics played them for the majority yeah, of the series, the, the what are you going to say? Like, credit to the Heat. Okay, but you know <laughs> Celtics are probably the better team. Oh, listen, Denver we, we know healthy that. is and Minnesota better. So that's why I'm saying Minnesota is better Denver team. healthy is Minnesota better. I don't know. Denver healthy is Minnesota better. It's a, it's a debate. It's, 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 that's four teams better than Minnesota. You, you, your window, listen, Conley's been great. He's, listen, you're talking to the guy who holds Jamal Murray as one of the greatest playoff performers of our time. I so mean, maybe you, you, th- you... The window isn't here, buddy. You'll be a good player. You are making team. this assumption because you don't think Edwards is taking the next step. No, I think he can take a step, but the Clippers are better than you guys. The Warriors will listen, be here. The window is there. If they put the pieces around, it's there. Take, be, you'll be a good playoff team for the next two years. You'll be that. But your window two to be, years? No, I mean like they'll be like I'm talking about just a good play. Their window to win a championship is after those two okay. years. But these next two years, you're just gonna be a regular playoff team. You're just it, the a regular, so nobody's gonna look at the Timberwolves like, damn, Bro, we gotta just, beat right, them four I'll say times. This, I'll say this: they just went seven against the number two seed in the Western Conference. They still have one of the prime premier young talents in the league in Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony be Towns. Back. Everybody will be back next year. That's why I'm looking at it. I'm looking oh, at it like it was six teams. Teams are it was six. Oh, was it six games? Yep. I'm I looking apologize. at it as teams are coming back next year. Not not. It's not that they're not talented. They're actually good. But teams are coming back, and I think the teams that are coming back, like Denver and the Clippers, are better than them, along with I, the I Warriors, I agree. the Grizzlies, and Phoenix. That's five teams. And Dallas, I think, can argue that are better. I, well, I think they may not be better, but Luke can beat of them. Of course. So that's six teams already. You think the Suns are going to be better? Yeah. <laughs> despicable. I don't know if you mean that. Just the way you just that's let ridiculous. that off. Because I, I agree. I think the Suns will be better. I don't think so. I should name six teams. Good Chris luck. Paul is older, and the Aiden is probably leaving. What about the respect for Devin Booker and Monty Williams? Anthony Edwards is going to be better than him next year. Oh, next year? Yeah. Next year. You really jump. You really jump steps. God damn. Next year. I don't year. know about next year. Next year's crazy. Devin Booker's him. Edwards is too. He's. Him. I agree. He's more. I him. agree. He's more him. Come on. You just love taking that extra mile. Devin Booker made his first playoffs to 26. We know his team was abysmal. He was playing with Tyler Ulis. And let's not forget like, the bubble, on, man. <laughs> Kano to, to close the bubble and almost made the playoffs. With, Stop. Bro, that was impressive. That. that was impressive. Nobody cares about that. Why? They didn't make the playoffs. I agree, but they didn't even make the play in. They didn't. It, it, so it doesn't matter about A and O stretch. They went 8 and O, dude. They didn't make the play. The they only, went to the bubble for no reason. The only way, yeah. 
But the only way that they had a chance to even compete for the bubble for the play, excuse me, was you have to, to go stop A-no. doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, low key. It will be strong. better than Devin Booker next year. You think that's a hot take? Yes, Devin Booker is only twenty six years old. That's not a hot take. Edwards is him. No, it's a hot. It's a hot take. But I, Edwards is I him. understand. But I is Edwards top twenty right now? Top twenty five. So he's going to jump about fifteen spots to, all the way to D book. Why not? Okay. D book jumped that many spots. D book last year was like top eighteen, but he jumped. Eight that spots. playoff run made him jump a lot. That's not last necessarily year. true. I feel like no, it Booker was after was this already, regular yeah. season. People were I was like, say, putting Booker him up. was already getting respect as the top twenty five player for for a few years now. Trey Young jumped that much. Trey Young made ECF. All right, he had a historic season. Edwards has to do that. Edwards can do that. He's capable of doing he it. Can, but he has to do it. I don't think he'll do it next year. Which yeah, I agree. but we're talking. We're talking. We're projecting. We're projecting. Not we don't he think will. he'll do it next projecting year. Projecting allows you to do anything. We don't think he'll do it next year. Not next year. I think he will. He'll be wrong. He will average like 26, 27 next year. He could average that. I can see that. Efficiency? That's the question. He'll be spotty. You think so? What was his it's efficiencies so. this year? What do you mean, think so? That's been facts. His efficiency is spotty. His efficiency has been spotty for the season. The splits aren't bad. What's the splits? 45% from the field, 36% from three. Average. That's not, th- no, that's the really good. 3.0% is league average. Yeah, but that's, Devin Booker's been league average from three for years. 44 and 36. I'm taking that, dude. 44 is cool. 36 league average. What's the free throws? You love asking me questions. I don't know the answers. 77%. Oh. Now I'm playing. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm just guessing it's that. Is it 77? Based on what I've seen. Boy needs to get better at that line then. 70, 79. <laughs> 79. LeBron like. No, actually a little bit better. What about like 2%? Uh, I think. He's a guard shooting 79% from the free throw line. 79 is not bad. That's 8 for 10, bro. That's not 8 for 10. Dude, it's That's a little seven point nine little, for yes, ten. Correct. There you go. Come That's on, eight Rizzi. for ten. Enough. It's literally eight for ten, though. I don't know. Twenty six points. Like Tatum. Tatum shoots like 82, 83 Tatum takes horrible. Twenty four to twenty six a game. Tatum takes. I'm saying from the free throw, 83 percent oh, from the free throw. Yeah. Twenty four to twenty six a game. Twenty four to twenty six. Oh, so mm-hmm. now you dropped it just to save yourself. No, I'm just giving just, you. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm, said giving you, I'm giving you an estimate. You said twenty six, twenty seven at first. Can I not give you an estimate? He averaged how many points last season? Twenty one. And he averaged the same this year. No, he, rookie season he averaged nineteen. Okay. Then he averaged twenty one. Yep. Okay, let's see it. Okay, okay, let's see it. Twenty twenty, and there'll be a such a hater. There'll be a there'll be um. You're asking me, or there'll, there'll be a top five seed. Got it. Like they were tough. Okay, okay. They'll okay. be the fifth seed. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he's lowballing? Yeah. I think no. They I know be, there are a lot of good teams in the West. No, there's a lot. I'll say top seven lock. No, no, no worse than that. Fair. I see top eight lock. I mean, yeah, no, there's, but there's no really lock for it. No, I'm just saying, seven. I don't think that they should be lower than seven. Seven oh, yeah. is playing though. I know. You, you guys should six? win. You want? No, you won't be top six. Yeah, I don't know. He loves to hate on things. You were seven in teams. He were does hurt love this year. to hate on things. That's yes. hating. That's no, hating. No, no, no. You were. You no. were. Li- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. Facts. You were seven seed, and teams were hurt. You were seven seed. You were in the play-in this year, and the Clippers didn't have Kawhi. Yeah. Is it wrong for me to have been high? You didn't even have Minnesota Agreed. making the playoffs. And Denver Agreed. didn't Agreed. have their guys. Agreed. No, you're lying. I had him as an eighth seed. Is it wrong for me to assume that with Denver coming back and the Clippers getting quiet, they won't be ahead of you guys? You didn't have Minnesota in the playoffs. I did have you I picked in the, the Clippers to beat them in the play-in. Oh, you're talking about at the end, yeah. So you flip-flopped. No, I had the Minnesota still making it as an eighth seed. Why are you doing that? I had the Clippers winning as a seventh oh, seed. What happened to that? It flopped. And Paul George got COVID and Wait, couldn't make the playoffs. What happened? Timberwolves beat them, right? Yeah, they beat them. Okay. 
No, I can't defend him no, here. He's like, you were coming crazy. You got to answer. No respect game. You got it. Now the Kawhi's back, though. The guy. he, Him. Him. That's the He's real injury him. prone. Yeah. All he has to do is play 60 games. Just like Paul George. All he has to do is play 50 games. I mean, Cat can play 80. That's a lot of games for them. Straight face Joel kills me. I mean, kills me. Like, what's more important, 60 games from Kawhi or 80 games from Cat? <laughs> 80 games from Cat. You're an idiot. Wait, what? If, if Kawhi gets Stop. injured late in the season, it can't be in the playoffs. Come on, I'd rather have 80 games of Cat. You don't want to win. You don't want to win. Yo, if Kawhi gets injured late in the season no. and he can't be in the playoffs, on, that's you know what I mean, bro. You six, know what I mean, bro. I, I didn't know what you It's 60 load manage. Yeah, you did. Come on, bro. Nobody's picking Cat. Come on. Bro got locked up by Nicholas Batum in a playing game, bro. Come on. Oh, my goodness. And then went crazy versus Memphis. Didn't you guys lose? They lost, but he went crazy. He did his thing. That is hilarious. Damn, Keep that in Minnesota. It's something you have against Minnesota. Something you, something you have against Anthony Edwards. Listen, Kawhi Leonard has not played more than 60 games since 2016. It has more rings than the Minnesota. Think about that. Yeah, I'm no, with no, you. No, no, think about he it. played 60 on the Raptors, 57 for the Clippers, 52 the for the Clippers. Hmm? Since 2016 is what the Raptors won. He has two rings. What has he done with the Clippers, bro? Has he had any success in the playoffs? WCF. He's nothing. That's success, is it? Right? No, he, he wasn't he a part of those te- that team. He didn't technically. He didn't he play in the second round. He got hurt, but he still was great. What's te- wait? What's Cat's success? He's eight years in. You talk about D Buck. Cat's success. He has a play. He has a play in victory. Oh, hey, congrats! You know, first round exit, <laughs> D Buck, first time finals. Yeah, that's it's just amazing to me. Kawhi went to a stacked Toronto team, won stacked. a championship. It was. Was it the same? Wasn't that same team? Demar was on, and they got bounced all the time. But that speaks volumes on Kawhi. Fred, and Demar. Fred different. hadn't ascended yet. Ah, agreed. Pascal, different. Pascal he, didn't ascend yet. True, he, he's Pas- right. Do you, wait, but do you remember against Philly who ascended? Oh, but what Is has it, he done since then? He hasn't had made and done stop. anything in the playoffs. He's coming crazy. He hasn't. He just shot on Shaq efficiency last year. Stop. And then has, has anybody? And they won no championship. Shaq efficiency is like seventy percent. All right, I'm, I'm just letting you know. And like, won no 57% championship. Fifty-seven percent as a, as a well, wing. I mean, is he crazy. won no championship, bro. How are you throwing jokes? that Cat made the playoffs twice. And bro, got bounced the first you're, time. Twice. You're acting, Cat's not my guy. Edwards Who's, is my guy. Oh, Edwards didn't make it once. He well, got you bounced. just took Carl Anthony Towns eighty games over Kawhi, Bro, which is I'd why rather, he's coming crazy. It depends on when Kawhi gets hurt. If Kawhi gets hurt in the in the later part but of the I'm year, saying we're it's talking a, about load. No, exactly. Managing, it's a load manage. He hasn't played more load than managers. sixty games since he load managed last year. He load managed in Toronto. Like you have this fascination with the Clippers because you're a huge Paul George fan. He and you're, I guess you're a Kawhi, Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard fan. As Same well. way, yeah. You have a fascination but with Minnesota and Anthony Edwards. You have been picking the Clippers to win the championship for the last three years. I did pick them last year. They were. You picked them in the bubble. You picked them in the bubble, too. They were a healthy quad. I did pick them in the bubble. So you've been picking them for the past couple years. You've been wrong. You you picked the Rockets five years in a row. You were wrong five times. That's because James Harden's my favorite player. Yeah, well, you were an idiot at that moment. Because he lost five times. And also, the Rockets Rockets lost to the best team assembled in basketball history. Didn't they? The the, the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead. To Denver, right? To Denver, yeah. Interesting. That's a good team. Solid team. Stop They got the joke. They lost three. They... Blew a 3-1 lead. No value. Kawhi was yeah. on that team. Game seven, what'd he do? 12 points. Nah, solid team. Kawhi, you know, Scrub, Joker man. different. Hey, hey, listen, let me ask you a question. Did, didn't Harden just have a stinker against I know Harden is washed. Why do I care? I washed. don't care about that. Damn. Get better. I know Harden's not the same player. I've been saying that this entire year. I need your loyalty to shine through sometimes. How, have I not been saying that this entire year? Not the entire year. But you, you but so the majority. you, it's funny because Rivs picked the, the, he, he picked the Clippers to win in 2019, picked the Clippers to win in 2020. Uh, wait, 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 and now wait, you wait, gotta pick them wait, to win in 2022. Did I not? Wait, wait, wait. Can I, I hear picked, what he says? I picked the Clippers and the Bucks to go to the finals last year, and I said the Bucks are gonna win the finals. I was right. Clear. The year before, he was wrong about the Clippers, though. 
Okay, they went to the WCW. All right, but come on, give, give them some respect. Who'd you pick? No Kawhi. Who'd you pick? Come on, no Kawhi, and they went to the WCF. Show some respect. And in the bubble, I was wrong. The bubble, you were wrong. But and but I will but show you. But you, you, know, say but you know what's crazy? He picked Toronto, and guess where they lost in the bubble? In the second round. Wait, I picked Toronto to what? You picked Toronto to go to the ECF that year. It was game. They lost Game Seven versus Boston. They lost, right? Didn't didn't the, didn't Kawhi lose Game Seven? Right? They lost, right? That's not a that's not a bad prediction, though. It's they a lost loss. Like game what seven. Do you mean? It's a loss. Second round. Oh, I, I picked feel... them to go to the ECF. They lost in the second round. Ah, game Seven. But so they you lost. didn't have them coming out of the East. No, I didn't. You had the Heat coming out. Yes. Of the... Really? Yes. I picked that that year. I, picked, I don't remember. I that. picked really that year. I picked Miami to beat Milwaukee in the first round, which was a hot ticket at the time. I said. Miami's gonna beat them in six. He might be Kevin. We we might could go back, go get back the footage. I could do it for you. That footage exists. Yes, it does. We we're Kevin. doing it the the podcast at the time. He might be Kevin. I don't know. I, I don't know I, either. My memory is really I know. shot. I, I don't. I'm I gonna know. send you the video. All right, and you're, right. you're and gonna I'll see give me. you not listen. Yeah. I'm here being very yeah. even keel right yeah. now. This this is the same guy who's a fan of a guy who played in the game six and Steph Curry had 33 in the second half and the other after two, having zero in the, in the first half, they missed 27. You see how you see how the argument changes once. No, of course, of course, James course. I mean, I can't it. talk about nothing with Anthony Edwards. He hasn't done anything. It's nothing to talk about. That's There's literally nothing to talk about, bro. What am I so going to say? What he's he, gonna lo- do. he lost the rookie. Talk about what he's going to do. L, he's already a loser. Second <laughs> round. He lost, he lost the first round to he's had the more play- he, He's done he's better in playoffs than LaMelo, though. For sure. Congratulations. Second round. Melo's made the play in twice and got blown out. Yeah, first round. He lost in, He lost to the Grizzlies. He's not, on Edwards. Loser. He's not the player Edwards is, though. I mean, what do you want? What? what do you want me to not. tell What do you want me to tell Stop. Stop it. He's not. Stop it. He's not. There's nothing not. to talk about with Ant Edwards. He hasn't won anything yet. He hasn't done anything. No, I, I just think it's funny how you've been picking the Clippers to win the championship three of the past four years. You picked them to make the playoffs this year, too, and you've been wrong. Stop betting on I the Clippers. I picked the Bucks he, to he win picked, last year. He picked the Clippers to come out of the Western Conference he twice. Yes, stop betting on the Clippers. I, oh, listen, next year, but I picked the next but, but, year? But, 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 but I picked the Bucks to win the finals last year, and I won. So what are you saying? Stop betting on the Clippers. Who do you bet on? You bet on the Rockets, and you was wrong every single no, year. No, actually, this season, I, I bet on the Warriors. That's what I. That's what I bet on. Okay. You we'll also see. bet on Minnesota. You lost that because it would be very, very unfortunate if the Warriors ended up losing to guys that I chose. The Celtics just have to get my way into this conversation somehow. Took your shit. Thanks, man. Let's talk about the Celtics and Heat series. Hot. What? Hot. How it's been so far? The Heat have a two-one lead. Yeah. We famously said before the series started that <laughs> the Heat have no chance. That's the title of the video. And Heat fans swarming in the comments saying they can't wait to hear our reaction for what's been happening. So, Drew, I'll let you go first. Fair enough. You've been saying all season, listen, the Heat don't have an offense. Don't. You don't like Bam Adebayo much. And Bam Adebayo, game three, has a big-time performance. So, what do you feel? how do you feel about the Celtics and Heat series? Do you still have Boston winning? And have you been oh, thoroughly and, impressed by my talk about your Boston in five. All right, I will. Uh, first off, I actually want to give Bam Adebayo his credit. Because for game one and game two, he was making me look like a superstar with the under 13 points per game average where he barely put up 10 points in either game. But in game three, he was absolutely outstanding. JB goes down. You need someone to pick up, take the load offensively. And I was not expecting Bam to be that player, but he came and was absolutely outstanding. I got to give his respect. Now, to talk about the series as a whole... You alluded it, alluded to it a little bit earlier with the, the Miami Heat having led not nearly as long as the Celtics have throughout the series. But you know what? I still got to give the respect to, to the Heat in that regard where in game one, the Celtics were punched. They punched them in the mouth in the first half. 
But coming out of the gates in that third quarter, the Heat just went to a different level and they ran away with the game. Game two, completely a different story where it was the Celtics dominating that first half. But in that second half, they continued to put their foot on the gas and they just ran away with the game. Now, in game three, this is where I, I've gotten a little bit humbled to a degree, but still stand firm on what I what I want to say. I say I'm humbled because JB goes down. It's already a huge deficit going into that second into that second half, excuse me. And this is where I believe that the Celtics should have made a, a, a they didn't make that run, but they should have been able to win that game without the Heat's best player in Jalen Brown. But I'm um, excuse me, and, and Jimmy Butler, my bad. But even still, the Heat showed resilience. Bam Adebayo was great. And they were able to to come away with the W. Max Strews, too. That boy can stroke it. He can shoot. That guy really has a ratchet. He is good at basketball, at least at shooting. But I will say this. I am not concerned. I'm not concerned. Because it took the Celtics having one of their worst performances as a whole. And Miami actually having a historic performance. A franchise high in steals in a game. And they lost. Tatum having a stinker. Another one. Exactly, right? That's the key. Tatum had a stinker. That's fine. Because you know what I can confirm? Every time Tatum has a stinker, 30 points the next game. And if you want to bet me on that, I'm down to do that. I just want him to stop having stinkers. I'm fine with one stinker when it doesn't really matter early in the series. I'm fine with it. I don't disagree with that. However, at least you get out of the way early. You make your adjustments. There's actually a statistic that says the winner of game six, I think they win like 65% of the That's a good thing we're going into game four, right? I think it was game five. That might be game five. No, there's a statistic about game three, too. Are you saying game three? I thought you said game six. I, I don't apologize. Know, like the winner of game three, like... Oh, okay. They, like, but you know what? Like what what allows me to to really not be all too worried about it is that, yeah, you mentioned it. Jason Tatum had a bad game, a really bad game, and they still brought the lead back to one point and lost by six. And it was really a, a sloppy offensive performance by Boston. I'm not expecting that going forward. And I'm still very confident in the Celtics. Still believe, believe firmly that the Celtics will win this series. But... I got to give credit where credit is due to Miami, especially for the way that they won in game three without their best player in Jimmy Butler. That's why I have to show respect. But other than that, I still have no no remorse. I don't feel bad for anything I said previously, but I'm acknowledging that that was a great win by them and still recognizing the Celtics are going to win. You know, people bring up this whole the Heat only won two quarters and stuff like that. And all, it is a fact. You know, if you just look at the numbers and just just raw, like, just look at them, it's a fact. You know, first game, the Heat lost the first quarter by three points. The Heat lost the second quarter by five points. Then the Heat blew the Celtics out in quarter three. Then they lost the fourth quarter by six points. Same type of result in game three. They blew them out in the first quarter, and they're losing these quarters by like four or five points. Game uh, the third quarter, I believe, in game three, they retired at twenty five points apiece. So it's like the Heat, for the most part, the Heat and Boston have been back and forth. Game two was a blowout, obviously, but the Heat and Boston they've been back and forth throughout the quarters outside of game two for the most part. The difference has been Miami just goes on these runs, and when they go on these runs, it looks like Boston just can't stop them, and they get stagnant. Their defense has played as physical as Boston's defense has been. This and this I said this before to see like Miami is a physical team, just like Boston. They can get physical just like they can. And you saw it last game, everybody was getting injured, everybody was getting hurt. Miami, just like Boston, are two really physical teams that will get aggressive with you. And like you said, Max Strews, Tyler Harrell, he's been butt and he's not my, playing that, tonight. Th- yeah. Okay. He's that, hurt. Yeah. Cool. Yo, Max Strews. 
That, take, that boy can stroke it. That take he is can. aging like fine wine. It that is, man oh, yeah. is. We knew. We were on the right hurt, side though. of history. But he wasn't. <laughs> he, he just got hurt. He's been having a fantastic year all year. He yeah, just got. The playoffs started. <laughs> <laughs> what, Reggie? <laughs> Yo, bro. That was crazy. We're going to talk about that. Bro, zero for 10? Yeah, we'll get to that. Wow. Oh, I was thinking of Reggie Miller. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Pool Clears, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> freaking Clears. Miami's role players, you know, like you said, Bam in game three, Max Struess towards the end of the game when you saw Boston was making a fight, Kyle Lowry coming back and bringing that type of mentality at the point guard position, that type of poise, he was good for them. It's just the little things that Miami does on the offensive end. Victor Oladipo was amazing on defense in game three. He was huge for them, getting stops on Jalen Brown, getting a couple steals on him too. This series, like I said, I still think it's going seven. You know, I still think this will end up being game seven in Miami Winner takes it, Jalen Brown. I mean, uh, Jimmy Butler versus the same Jason thing. Tatum. Yeah, I think this will still go game seven. I think Boston does take game four tonight. But Miami has been a tough team, a tougher team than you anticipated because you had them in five. Ridiculous. It wasn't ridiculous. Yeah, five was crazy. Outside of one quarter in the third, the, the, the Celtics should be up 2-1. Don't, don't do what I'm he just did. I'm giving y'all game three. Don't nah. do what he I'm just acknowledge- did. I, listen, don't I just it. had a whole spiel about don't how I'm respecting and acknowledging what they did in game but, three. Um, Bam needs to continue to be better. Tyler Hero, whenever he comes back, be better. I personally don't know how long they're going to keep playing because they keep just picking on him on defense, and it gets really bad. Max Struess is the better option. Hopefully, Jimmy Butler is healthy, though. But other than that, role players continue to step up. Defense continues to be there. Kyle Lowry is back, so now they'll have that consistency at the point guard position. But this has been a good series. you know. Aside from the blowouts in Game 2, even Game 1 was entertaining for a little bit. Game 3 was great in the second half. But hopefully we can get more competitive games. But I still got Miami 7. Nothing changes Yo, for me. Max Drews gives me Shane Battier vibes. I don't know about that. But I see you think why you, you say you it. You take Shane Battier? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. you I'm just me. saying like he could get to like I see Shane like. Shane six 6'9", bro. Shane was. He was like that. He was like that. That's crazy comp, bro. <laughs> Max Drews is like Mike Miller with some defense. But lesser of him. You know what I'm saying? All he does is shoot threes. Which is why like, Shane Battier, talk nah, about a Shane brother that could stroke it. But when he was, uh, he as a role player, I'm saying role player Shane Battier. Yeah, but he's still 6'9". He was always a role player. True. Didn't we rookie of the year? He was on the Rockets, his role player. All right, Miami Heat role playing Shane Battier is how I see Max Schroes. I think I, I like the Mike Miller one better. I don't mind With that. some defense. No, so. Ma- Max Schroes yeah. definitely. Less, less, yeah. of a, less of a sharp, because Mike was... Yeah, that that yeah. my stop. goodness. But yeah. <laughs> I know what you're about to say. About it, let me yeah, know. Stop. <laughs> Look. What? what? There's a reason why I was in on Miami. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. God have mercy. This guy There's has a no, reason. No, no, no. I'll tell you what, he has no self-respect. No self-respect. <laughs> There's a reason. I'm about to quit. I saw the physicality. I saw how great they are defensively. When you guys were questioning Jimmy Butler, I said, Jimmy Butler. Is capable of being that guy you can trust him in those situations. I have to get my own footage. Does that mean does that mean that I'm picking the Heat to win this series? No. Wow. But this wasn't gonna be an easy series. Game one, the Celtics gave up the most points they gave up all playoffs long. Game two, the Heat gave up the most points they've given up all playoffs long. It was uncharacteristic for both teams. You wanna know what's not uncharacteristic for both teams though? The Celtics and Heat are both at the top of the league in terms of garnering 20-point leads. 
they're both at the top of the league. The fact that these games have been have been fluctuating so much with one team holding a big time lead and one team hasn't been uh, is not surprising to me. Game three, I wish I would have seen Boston come more prepared to that game. I agree. Knowing how Miami already is, their mindset, I just thought they weren't very prepared. And Jimmy Butler going down was the reason they were able to get back into the game. But had they not started off slow, they would have won the game. But then you also have Jason Tatum, 10 points in game three. I mean, game three, he had 10 points against Milwaukee. There's a trend in game three, Tatum doesn't perform. But after those games, Tatum had 30, 34, 46. He's going to have a big-time game tonight. No doubt. I think the Celtics win game four. Game five is going to determine the winner, in my opinion. Game five is the game. Whoever wins that game is winning the series. In Miami. Question. In Miami. Wasn't it pretty similar Similar where Celtics lost game one, won game two, lost game three. They lost game, game five four, to Milwaukee. Lost game five and ended up still winning the series. Yeah. So I wouldn't count it out wholeheartedly. Like if... If Miami wins Game Five, but I still see Celtics win the series in six. I don't think I don't I don't think Boston. If it gets to seven, Boston's not beating Miami in Miami. Yeah, I mean we saw them but smoke the, them in, in Miami. Boston. In oh Mi- no, no. I'm, I'm talking about Game Seven though. Game Seven is a little different than Game One and Game Two. You know, Game we'll Seven see. high intensity. Like Boston. Like I think if Boston played the Bucks in Milwaukee Game Seven, that'd have been a little different than what it looked like. You know, a bit of a closer Fair game. Enough. But in Boston, the crowd is in it. You got your fans. Listen, behind Game Six was vibe. Boston's Game Seven. Yeah, in Milwaukee, we see how that went. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> Look, I think, I think Celtics are winning three straight. Ooh, I agree. I think they're winning three straight games. Hundred percent. And it's it's, it's gonna spicy. end in six. But I will say you did this say about six in the beginning, right? Yeah, I will say this about Miami. Jimmy Butler continuing to play at the level he's playing at. I didn't expect it against Boston. He's still doing it. Bam Adebayo needed this performance in Game Three. Thirty he's, points, he's twelve rebounds. Now. He need. This is who I thought he. This is who I think Bam is. Bam is in 30 every night, okay. but he's 23 every night if he's aggressive. That's what he can do. He's the offensive initiator for the Heat. He can, He's capable of doing it. This is what he is. Kyle Lowry being back is huge because Gabe Vincent can't make the passes he can make. There was a difference in transition he's buckets. When Kyle Lowry was in the game, he pushes the ball up the floor, and that helps a lot. But game three, I mean, Miami stole the ball 19 times. Oladipo had four of those, and Miami had 33 points in transition. They got up 92 shots compared to Boston's 70. JB needs That's to work a on his handles. gigantic oh, discrepancy. That is without a doubt. He He's the sloppiest hand. ball handler that can give you 24. Question. What I'm saying okay. is that this is going to be a close series. I think the game's going to be much closer from here on out. I do have Boston winning, but the Heat aren't slouches. And this is what I've been saying all year long. Can the you Heat stop? aren't slouches. He needs to make sure that he has his out. God forbid. Oh, no, no I've, been, I've been saying that. And I literally said that. If the Bucks were to face the Heat, I would have picked the Heat based off of matchup purposes. I would have picked Miami over Milwaukee. That's Absolutely, cool. that's cool. But you, do you remember when you made your little, um, your little, uh, your little bracket and you had Miami in the finals before before <laughs> the playoffs? When the playoffs started, we literally had yeah. an episode before we started, yeah. and you made your bracket. Yeah. You had Miami in the finals. Yeah, but and I then did. all of a sudden, a week later. No, because Boston's them. No, I'm going yeah. with Boston. Yeah, but it's yeah, really interesting. That's how why. You that, that's why I told you it's not that I've never been in on Miami. I've been in on Miami. You just flipped. But I just am more in on Boston. Well, you haven't been. But, like, I, right, but you were. You the were fact in, that I had Miami going to the championship, and mind you, I had my bracket was Golden State versus Miami. 
That was my bracket. You can't get credit for that, though. Yes, I can. Because you switched and said Boston's going to beat Miami. But you well, they get... can still beat them. I no, think but I'm saying you I, like I already said, I think they'll beat them. Yeah, but you don't get if, – if Miami goes to the finals, we can't – you don't get a – I was right all along because no, you flipped. I wasn't right all along, that. but I was right to an extent. This no. is my prediction before the playoffs. No, yes. no, no. Yes. You can't just all go back to what you said. No, you, you changed because you changed your theory up. You you feel like Boston. I didn't was change my theory up. You I did. just you picked a new team. There's there's multiple possibilities that can happen. Oh, Joel, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. <laughs> you think you're a scientist? You're out. There's multiple hypotheses <laughs> that are involved in this in this in coming to a conclusion. Oh my. I can't. I couldn't. So no lose, I, could, I couldn't ignore. It's not for me personally. It's not. That's it's not. That's him with every single opinion that he has. There's no lose lose because he always has the backtrack. Ex, no, he always has that that out. You know what I mean? No, that, there are some lose lose. Golden State not making it was is a lose lose for me if they didn't make the finals. Oh, I'm with you there. Yeah, but I always pad Golden State. I didn't switch up on that once. The East was just harder pr- to predict easily. And after ah, lo- after looking at after seeing Boston beat. Brooklyn and then Milwaukee. I am. I was confident in them beating Miami. I'm with you, but I am not you. Ooh. Where you did not trust Butler as an offensive player or Bam or Lowry. I didn't say I didn't you trust said, Butler. You said I their said offense after is, Butler. Who do they have? You did say that. That's you said, what I said you said their offense is so limited that you don't trust them at all. I don't. You had them winning. You had them losing to five. All playoff song. It doesn't matter if we're talking right now. It's so ironic. We're on the same side wait, here. Wait, wait. But I'm it, trying to. I'm trying to at least t- give him the real. That if Miami goes to the final, we're worse. We're worse. Person A or person B. Person A has the Miami picked Golden State versus Miami in the finals, but then later switched his pick to Boston. Mm-hmm. Or person B, who never had Miami <laughs> sniffing the finals ever, has been low on them all year, and then they make the finals. What's worse, person A or person B? B is worse. B's worse. B is worse. B's You're worse, worse, but B is worse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you fine. take your L in peace. Fine. Take That's your fine. L in peace. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't I, have to worry about I that. I took my L last week, bro. Bucks. You know you're making me want Miami to win now. Good. I mean, fine. No flip. No. No, I'm not going to oh, flip flop okay. on it. You know it's hilarious. You're making me want the win <laughs> you know, now. I love knowing that I live rent free in that head of his. <laughs> no, it's that's just what I funny. love it's knowing. Just funny. And the audience just saw that in 4K. I no, think 1080p because that's what we were talking about. Hey man, the Bucks lost. I've been out of the East. I right? know, man. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. That's why you have to keep riding. Fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. I do think Tyler Hero being out though. I think. It opens up a lot of minutes for Oladipo. Oh, yeah, great. That's their X factor. Well, yeah, because Tyler Hero was a cone. He's been a cone. He will always be a cone, and he's not that good. You saw Victor Oladipo put up a little highlight reel of him playing defense? He was locking Jim. He was, but that was really, really funny. Well, he he hasn't played. He he should be proud of himself. Oh, no, he should be proud. I hate to be this simplistic about it, but if Boston's going to win, Tatum has to... Of the, yeah, take no. that ascension. No, like he I has mean, to take that leap. I'm with you. He yeah. has to take that responsibility the same way Luca has done it, and he's dropped forty on multiple games now. Like Tatum has to be superstar level. He plays marginally better in Game Three. Boston wins that game. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. And, and him, him checking him into the JV. game, him checking into the game after hurting his shoulder, ruined the momentum they had. It's Tatum. Tatum has to take that step. I don't know, bro. You heard that crowd when Tatum came back onto the floor. They were going crazy. Yeah, yeah but they was right. hot. JB was hot. He was. Yo, JB was going Should've crazy. Been. But that was no Jimmy Butler in the second half. Oh, I'm that was you. big. And no, that was that's big. why that game three. Listen, nothing but game three would have been ass whipping for real, for real. Maybe I don't if know. Jimmy Butler stayed in the game. JB, that would have been ass whipping. Maybe I think it would have been. Yeah, Butler going out gave them a chance to win the game. You, you see what PJ's been doing though. 
I've been telling you about PJ all year long. 17. I mean, the only man Can we just talk about the Mavericks and, and the Warriors? Stop playing with PJ Tucker's name, man. Should have stuck with Miami. I don't know why you flipped. You know, man. it's funny because there was a video I was watching because I was going through some footage uh, yesterday. There was a video of me saying that the reason nobody can beat the Heat is because teams see that man. You've also said they have the easiest Tucker. run, though. They do. Yeah, that's, but, but that's, that, that's that's what you yeah. that's what you you earn when you get the first seed. The easiest, the Phoenix easiest didn't earn that. path. I mean, what do you mean? They faced the Pelicans and the Mavericks. That's not easy. They if lost. The, if the go if Golden State had that same path, that would have been an easy path. For they, them. They're about to sweep Golden State right now. Well, I for mean, them, Dallas right I'm now. saying like Phoenix, that wasn't an easy path for Phoenix. They were the number one seed. It wasn't an easy Pelicans was more of an easy path. Six games. I mean, what, what would you rather do? You'd rather play play uh, the Pelicans or in Denver? Dallas, or would you rather play, play Denver and Memphis? Denver and Memphis. No, you wouldn't. Because just because of, Den- play just of Denver, then. that's why. Yeah, but Memphis is a better team than Dallas. Well, if I'm the Warriors? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying if I'm Phoenix, I would rather play Denver and Memphis. If I'm the Warriors, yeah, I would, you know what I'm saying? But if I'm Phoenix, I, I think they if they could flip-flop, they would flip-flop. Because I don't think they'd lose to Memphis. I think it's easy to say that now because we saw Phoenix blow. I mean, I mean lose against Matt, the Mavs. So we have, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hindsight. But before the playoffs, if you were like, where would you rather go through? I mean, they would have Phoenix would have destroyed Denver. Yeah. I, I guess to an extent. And Memphis, I don't know if they have that type of... Like, Ja was amazing, but I don't know if they have that type of Luka performances every night. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was bugging. And Jason Kidd made incredible adjustments. So, I don't... Like, I think... It is Luka, so I guess you yeah, could, I think you know? I think Phoenix takes that one in six. But, you know, the Warriors... It, it don't matter who they played. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. On to the Warriors and Mavericks series. I wish I'd kick my feet up. Warriors are up 3-0. What's there really to say? Oh, no. We're not going to do this. There's a lot to say in this series. Yeah? I think there's a lot to say in this All series. Right. You know, for one, I think game one, um, shooters couldn't hit shots for Dallas. It was ugly. Wig, I mean, Wiggins was being super aggressive. He has been in this series and in the playoffs. Luka didn't have his best game, but I thought Kayvon Looney's just been super impressive. Like game one, he five. was targeted on a lot of pick and roll situations and he handled them very perfect. He handled them perfectly. And this is no disrespect to Stan Van Gunny or Reggie Miller, but I feel like a lot of what they say about what they see is happening in the game is not actually true because I know they're like great basketball, not minds or whatever, but everybody has human error. Game one, like their keys for game two before the game started was like, oh, they didn't target Steph in game one. They targeted Steph in game one a lot, but they didn't, they weren't able to get the switch on Steph because the Warriors would hedge it. Steph would Steph would hedge the screen and, and then fights. go back to his man and he'd recover on his man. He'd show and recover. They couldn't get the switch because of that. And Curry played the passing lanes very well and he was very active. He was always moving around defensively. Doubling on Luka. You know, slight, you know, show a trap. Go back to my man. Go back to, to Bullock and, you know, guard him. He was doing a lot of that. So the fact that I saw a lot of people saying, oh, the keys for game two is target Steph. They were doing that, but they didn't allow it to happen. Game two, I mean, just the Kayvon Looney 21-point game. Uh, 21 points and 10 rebounds. The last Warrior center to do it was Robert Parrish in the 70s. So that's how long it's been. Yeah, he did. And Kayvon Looney having his uh, performance is just exposing the Mavericks' biggest weakness, which they don't have a big man. It's Dwight Powell, and that's it. 
Like they they need to find a big man this offseason. Like they had Christos Porzingis at one yeah. point in time. It, this makes look, I mean Christos Porzingis bad. doesn't help. Who? This makes Aiton look really bad. Porzingis doesn't help in this series at all. He actually makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna just mean. oh my god. The spacing would have been oh well defensively it would have been and really rough. I tweeted it after game one that I didn't think this series was the blowout that it showed in game in game one because they shot eleven for forty eight from three in game one. But in game two, they started out 14 for 18. They cooled off later in the third was where the Warriors really came back. They shot two for 13 from three, the Dallas Mavericks did. And they had a 19-point lead. I feel like if there was a game to win, it was game two. Game two was the game to win. Uh, They were playing very well. And it's not offense that's a problem for the Mavericks. It's defensively. It's that they can't get stops on Golden State. They do get hot and cold from three. And in Game 3, we really saw that Reggie Bullock shooting 0-for-12 from 3. Like, that was a big reason why the Mavericks lost. But their offense, for the most part, is able to get going. In Game 2, Reggie Bullock had 21 points. In Game 3, Brunson, Luka, and Dinwiddie combined for 86 points. And that's usually a recipe to win. But they can't get stops on the other end. Andrew Wiggins has been targeting Luka. Steph has been going at Luka. And it's not just a Luka problem either because there's no rim protection there's no rim protection for dallas mavericks but i think the reason why golden state is winning this series handily is because for one the mavericks cannot handle the screen navigation that the warriors that puts you into in their offense it's just very hard to defend a team like that there's no team that plays like the warriors it's the toughest task to defend a team like that that much ball movement off ball movement that you have to navigate through yeah and Luca, he was phenomenal. Game two and game three, big time, all time great performances. But it's just they're getting no help from their front court. Dwight Powell can't play more than ten minutes. Maxi Kleba, over five from three. He has six points this entire series alone. They're just getting no front court help. They have nobody to deter the Warriors from getting inside the paint, and that's really the biggest reason why I think this has been an uneven series. You're hype right now? What can I say, man? <laughs> what can I say, man? You know, Dynasty back. If we didn't get blown out by 40, my dog walk theory would have been... And I would been, shake your hand. And listen, even been, still, man, you sweep you sweep the Mavericks. I'll still give you that. Yeah, like... I'll still give it to you. Memphis and five. <sighs> that's okay. We've been one of the best rebounding teams in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's yeah. without a actual seven-footer. You know, that's playing small all the time. It's just... The aggressiveness on the boards, the fact that we are so active on the boards has been huge. Even on the offensive glass, we have been great. Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, even Steph at times. Otto Porter, man. Otto Porter, I hope he plays next game. He's but out, ruled out already. God damn it. Yeah. But, well, Moses Moody, he's been all right in his minutes, so we'll live with that. But we've been just great on the boards, and I think that's something that's helping. Also, our zone defense has been really good you know that's something switching up to the zone the boxing one has limited Luca in certain spurts that helps us get those big leads and of course the man-to-man Andrew Wiggins forcing him to be tired picking him up 40 feet I think that's something that's been huge but Steph this is why when people compare Trey to Steph I giggle and it's like <laughs> it's just like this is why he's the best point guard in the NBA, By far. because these point guards like Trey, Trey's amazing, but these point guards yeah. like Trey Young and John Morant, Steph. 
They just don't defend don't look like, like Steph. Oh, well, Luke, I don't. He's like a hybrid. He's a point guard. All right, fine. Yeah, okay. Luke is incredible, but they, they don't defend like they Steph. Don't. They don't have the willingness to defend like Steph. People, like you said, going to touch on it a little bit more. They were trying to get the switch on Steph, but the fact that Wiggins and Steph communication was key. Draymond's in the backfield. You know, Steph's going to hedge hard, and he's going to. The fact that he runs. Runs that that type of energy. The run gives back to his man, who's a shooter. I know Reggie Bullock has been off, but we know he is a shooter. And Wiggins fights over every screen. The fact that they can do that is incredible. I think the fact that Steph, like you said, has been in the passing lanes. He's been able to switch on Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Jalen Brunson's been able to hold his own. Spencer Dinwiddie at times he has the physical abilities to hold his own. Now he used to not be able to do that, but the defensive effort has been the main is, and we have our hot streets, you know, we have our cold streak, but like you said, game three, there was a stretch where uh, Dallas was up like nine, 10 points, and we just got, they could not stop us. We was getting stops, and we just went on a 12-0 run, and Dallas just cannot defend the rim. They can't defend on the perimeter. They only have two, three guys that can really do it. Brunson was getting targeted. Luka was, not Brunson because of his size. He's six feet tall. Luka was getting targeted. So I think Dallas, like you said, they just got to get a big, man, a big that can definitely defend the rim. Maybe another scorer, that would be huge. Some guy that can create some pressure off of Luka. But this series, I thought it would be six because of the greatness of Luka, but I didn't think we had a chance to lose a series because we're just too outmatched for them. You know, we have guys that can go off for 15 to 20 points at any given moment. We have four guys that can do that. And when Draymond Green, who has been aggressive this series, when he's aggressive, it opens up the game even more for us. So... You know, I don't think I think Dallas gets one. I think we end up finishing off in San Francisco. We end up winning in five. But um, Steph's the best point guard in the league. Stop He's comparing late. these other guys to him. They're not ready yet. Two way guard. Now nah, let me not let me just stop trolling. He's yeah, not two way guard, but he's been amazing on that end in the playoffs. And he will. This it's incredible because he will win the first ever Magic Johnson Trophy. Uh-uh. And you know that's just gonna put him up. Closer to Magic Johnson. Steph is already the best point guard of all time. He's going to win a championship this year. He's going to win finals MVP as well. He's going to win the Magic Johnson trophy. Two-time MVP. Best shooter of all time. With respect for you, I wish LeBron was in the East and he would have got it. It would have been great that the two best players of the generation. I agree with that. But let me tell you this. Talk to me. So you were saying that Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time. I think he's two. So I agree. So now is Steph Curry a top five player in NBA history? (laughs) <laughs> he's close I think if he wins this finals MVP he walks into 10 he's a top 10 I'm player 100% NBA. I won't he's already right but now. is Magic a, a def- definitive 100%, top 5 100%, 100%, player 100% in, in my opinion yes so 100% LeBron Magic I think Bird is over Magic I'm, I think Bird is over Magic okay. so LeBron MJ Kareem. Larry Bird Kareem Larry Bird's the third best player in NBA history no this isn't this is I my think, top 5 this I think not Kareem MJ LeBron Kareem, locked yeah one, two, three. LeBron, MJ, Kareem is three. So well, top then, three. So top Magic, three. Magic should be, in my opinion, right after Kareem. You think over Will Chamberlain I think and Bill Russell? Magic, Correct. Bird. I think Bird is Will, over Magic, personally. Magic, Bird, Will, Kareem have a case for those two. I mean, I said Kareem. Will, Bill have a case for those final two spots. And I, I, I put me personally, I put Will though, five. I have Magic in there at four. Me and too. I have, I have um, either Tim Duncan or Kobe. I don't really remember. Do you have Bill or Will? Oh, yeah. I have Bill and Will. At, I have Bill at. 10, 9. I have Bill at 9. I have, I, Will was not my top 10. He's like 11. So bonkers. Yeah. yeah, I'm just talking shit. I know. He'd be top 10. He Right behind Magic. But I just wanted closer. to make sure. I just wanted to it's get getting a gauge. closer. Because that was going to be my question to you guys. If Steph Curry wins this finals, wins finals MVP, because that's really I the might put only him over thing his resume Shaq is missing. Or Kobe? 
No, Steph. I wouldn't. Put, I'm, I'm not putting Steph over Kobe. Really? Okay. I might. But you put, put him, him over Shaq? It might. It probably. I think Hakeem is better than Shaq, so I might. It's one of those two. I think. I don't think. I'm not putting him over Kobe though, or Tim Duncan. Do you have Kobe seven, eight? Yeah, around there, like six okay. to eight range. Okay. I have him a little high, but Shaq and Kareem and uh, Hakeem are like my last two. What wins. does he have to do to pass Magic Johnson? <sighs> a lot. I think the the fact that two he finals, two finals MVPs. In my, opinion. I think the fact that he didn't get the 2015 one kind of stumped him for sure. And then 2016, he blew the lead. If he would have got that one, but even then, he wasn't going to win Finals MVP that year. Yeah. But he needed the you know Magic only has three. So if he would have got the 2015, he would have got this one. You he has he could have made the argument a couple more years would have got him in. But I think Magic's pretty much too far gone unless he wins another one next year. So two finals, two finals MVP before yeah. he retires. The conversation literally is 1A, 1B. He has to be elite next year, too. Magic also has nine first teams. Curry has four. Oh, no, it's over. Magic is it's unbelievable. Magic was great for elite for a decade. And Magic has five. That's why I say two more, two finals. Yeah, he will be. never pass Magic. It'll be two. two. Nobody. I don't think anybody would come close to two. Maybe Luka. Whatever we count Luka as. Uh-huh. It's like the it's like the Jordan-Kobe thing. Like nobody, Kobe's not going to pass MJ, but he never Kobe was, but. has a sizable gap over anybody that's three. Yeah. Which is D Wade. Whether it's Harden or D Wade. Yeah, both of those combined. Just does a gap. No offense. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, I, I really didn't speak on the, the Mavericks Warriors, but what I'm you literally I'll make said it, to yeah. us there's nothing to speak I, on. I mean, that's really the truth, so I'll make it brief. Warriors have been playing impressive <laughs> basketball throughout the entirety of the playoffs, without a doubt. Now, they've turned it up to a degree against the Mavericks. However, game two really was that that game that if the Mavericks steal People start to have that conversation, obviously. But even being down almost 20 points, Warriors are just that type of that type of team and have been that, bless you, have been that type of team for years that no lead safe. As long as you have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, I'll throw your boy Andrew Wiggins into the, into the mix, of course. And Jordan Poole, who has been unbelievably efficient in this Mavericks series, no lead safe because you're looking at the greatest shooting team in NBA history. And on top of that fact, there you have the two best shooters of all time, arguably, in, in Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. I say arguably because Klay Thompson, Ray Allen, Klay Thompson, that's a conversation. Two of the top four. For sure. And they're still enforcing their will down low as well. They're just getting buckets any which way you shape it. That's when you just can sit back and just understand that the Warriors are just playing at a different level than the rest of the Western Conference. I was um, watching Jason... Colin Cohert and Jason Timp, I think his name is okay. his last name, and he they were breaking down the Warriors in the Dallas game, and he made a great point that I thought um that was really good. I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he said the problem, the reason why Boston struggles at time, and why the Warriors never really seem to struggle, is because Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum consistently can't get to their spots or create for others. The, the reason why the Warriors don't struggle is because Steph no matter if he's struggling or not from the field, we'll always find a way to either get somebody involved or get to his spot. If he misses, it's just because he misses. Jalen Brown lacks to handle. Jalen Brown lacks to playmaking. Tatum lacks to consistent playmaking. They've been getting better at it. But with Steph, he can get, and Clay at times too, he can get wherever he wants. But Steph can get to any spot on the court and he's either creating for other. He's been amazing as a playmaker in this series or he's creating for himself. And that's something that's struggling with Dallas because no matter what they do, even when they do the little, Two, one man up, one man back. It still doesn't matter because him and Looney, the chemistry is just on a different level. But um, shout out to Dallas. You know, let's give a little credit to Dallas. They had an incredible season. You know, they upset the Phoenix Suns. You know, they 
beat Utah. Luca didn't he missed half the games. They've been whatever what we're doing to them shouldn't discredit their season. Even though they might get swept, they've had a great season. Sure. They've made a step. What we're right, doing to them? You know, come on, you know Warriors Nation, bro. You know how I get, man. I'm glad he did that to you, though. You know what I mean? Because no, it's, I get it's respect. No, no, I do it to you guys all the time. Exactly. It's, it's only right that you you throw the shade. You you Warriors guy right now too, man. You say we, but um, yeah. Shout out to Dallas because this is a step in the right direction. Being bounced in the first round twice, and then this year making all the way to the WCF and upsetting the number one seed, sixty wins, yep. incredible. They just need to go retool, like Luca said. Figure out what I did wrong. Retool in the off season. They're not. Three, four steps off from a championship window. No, oh, they're like one, not. two moves from a, being a championship contender. They, oh, as long as they got that big white boy who's a dog, <laughs> like he's a big dude. As long as they got him, you know they'll be all right. So shout out to Dallas though, but we're just better. I mean, yeah. Lucas just tied LeBron for the most forty point games before turning twenty five in the playoffs. Oh, eight. I mean, he's, he's eight. Him. Yep, he has eight. He has more than Dirk now, I believe. Yeah, he does have more. Dirk has seven. He's been beyond Dirk, impressive. Yeah, he's gonna be the best player in the NBA. Luca, I mean, uh, Andrew Wiggins has guarded him better than Mr. Mikael Bridges, Mr. All-NBA first team, all-defensive first team. LOL. <laughs> People actually think Mikael's better than Wiggins. LOL. L-O-L. <laughs> like, L-O- like, LOL. So you're still standing on the Heat in seven. You think yeah, I'll, in seven? I'll, 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 me, personally, I don't care who comes out the East. We can beat either. Miami's a little easier because we're going to just pick on Tyler Harrow all day. Gabe Vincent, too little. You know, when you throw Dwayne Dedman in there, if you better not play him either. But um, I think I still got Miami in seven. I think Boston would be the funner series. But either team is battle tested. Spoh's an elite coach. That's a tough test battling with him. So, but I got I still got Heat, uh, heat in seven, Warriors yeah. in five. I still got Warrior Celtics finals. That'd be a great one. Yep. I still got that. Game four, Boston Celtics starts in an hour. Let's yeah. go. Boston. I think we all had Boston winning tonight. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I, I just didn't have to repeat my my uh, my finals prediction because it should just be what, common Dallas knowledge. Boston, come on now, uh, Boston and the Warriors. You know, we were actually the war, we like when the play the final Western Conference and Eastern Conference started. We had a 14 percent chance to make the finals, and we were the fourth lowest odds. From when? When it when it was about to start before Game One. Of Dallas had a 19% chance to make the finals. Really? I don't know why people were so low on the Warriors all year. I, I didn't get it. Because we were hurt and losing. That's I what really it was. didn't get it. You know what Nick Wright said? The Dallas Mavericks were 3-1 against us in the in the, in the regular season, but Draymond didn't play none of those games. Yeah. And Steph missed one, and Clay missed like two. It was really weird. Because all the teams we beat were 3-1 against us in the regular season. Literally, Denver spanked us three times. Memphis spanked us three times. And Dallas spanked us three times. And if we play Boston 1-1 and we play Miami, we dog-walked them twice. Are you trying to group me in that low on Golden State? I'm asking. No, like okay. everybody's yeah. just low on Golden State. No, I don't I'm know why. You. Yeah. Because yeah, I've been high on them since the offseason. It's more hate. Like even I know you hate them, but you don't use that towards your analysis. You still respect that they're like an elite and, team. And I feel Most like of that was just legit. They hate the shit out of the I was going to say, and you could literally direct that towards me as well because Golden State's no. Well, your hate is weird because Kevin Durant's gone. No, I, I don't hate them. That's why I don't oh, yeah, hate them anymore. Like, like, there's none to hate. Your hate was really just directed towards that man. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so and now like, he's not having success. So oh wait, oh, winning. Yeah, talk about it. Come on. What? Oh snap! Low key, we did skip that. Yeah, well, we can save gonna, that for another show. I was going to save it for the last topic just because it was going to segue perfectly. Oh really? Yeah, we could save it for the next show. Yeah. I want to save it for the next show because yeah. I feel like that's more of an off-season topic. Okay, yeah, we should, if they win, 
We could bring that back. I like how we're just keeping the, the audience in like, what are yeah. they talking about? Yeah, I was about like, to cook, We'll, we'll save it for the next show. <laughs> like, like, we'll for the next once show. Once I remembered, I was about to cook, Katie. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I could wait. This is going to do it for episode 181 of the Pigside Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pigside Podcast. On Twitter at Pigside Pod. Buy merch, some nice hoodies or shirts at PigasidePodcast.com. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you guys so much for listening and for watching, and we'll see you next time. This is Jonathan Macri from the Knicks Film School Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising a another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You could invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com backslash blue wire.